4: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoke and audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. ATT.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio
6: our turn good evening everyone as we're coming to you live from the fox sports radio studios it's brought to you by geico 15 minutes could save you 15 or more in car insurance what do you have to do visit geico.com for a free rate quote he's aaron torres i'm arnie spanier you can reach us at aaron underscore torres i'm at stinking genius one how you doing tonight torres
7: I'm doing well, Arnie Spanier. How you doing, man?
6: I'm good. You know, I'm good out here. First of all, I want to, before we even really get into the show. See, you've
7: quarantined yourself for about six years now, so this is nothing new. Yes.
6: Yeah, let me start off the show by this real quick. Um, Look, first of all, you know Torres and I. We've been here for two years. Uh, You know me because I've done this show uh, eight years with Plank. Uh, if you have anything, you want to get a hold of us, you want to send a, uh, uh, something on Twitter, you want to call in, something's bothering you, you're upset, you need to talk, anything, um, anything we can answer for you, we are here for you, um, and we do want everybody to take a deep breath, relax. Um, and we are gonna be here for the next three hours. So you could reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinkinggenius Genius One. You could call in also eight seven seven ninety-nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine, whatever you wanna talk about. If you're just feeling depressed, you're down, you're upset, yeah, you, you you can't make sense of this whole thing. Um, you at least you have two familiar voices uh, in Aaron Torres and Arnie Spagna. How you dealing with things out there in LA, Torres?
7: Uh, It's funny. I was telling Nick, uh, one of the guys behind the scenes here, you know, I I don't think it's really hit it sunk in for me yet, Arnie. I mean, I was traveling Thursday. I was actually in uh, Las Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. So uh, as it got canceled, I traveled home, you know, got back late, went out to dinner. And then yesterday there was a lot of news. You know, I'm I'm a big college
6: basketball guy. That's probably my. This is your time to shine.
7: Yeah, yeah, and and what I would say is the the news cycle in college basketball hasn't really stopped. You know, yesterday there was the big story about uh, players potentially getting a fifth year of eligibility. Today there's Rick Pitino. Uh, Next week there's going to be kind of doing the stuff that usually comes after the Final Four, putting together preseason top 25s and all that stuff. So it hasn't hit me yet. I think the night times when I traditionally sit down to actually watch games, that's when it's going to hit me next week. And I, I don't think it's hit me that there will be no March Madness. There will be no NCAA tournament this season.
6: How was Vegas when you were there? Well, you were there, you said, I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't even, I don't even remember the days now. They, yeah. They're just blending together. You were there this week. Um <laughs> How was Vegas? Was it, you know, was it hustling and bustling right up to when they canceled the games? Did people just say, I got to get home? What? How was Vegas at that time?
7: So it was crazy and surreal. I'll, I'll give you a funny story. Not funny, but uh, kind yeah. of ironic is I got there Tuesday night. I uh, was okay. getting ready to do a few interviews around the Pac-12. And, and uh, that was the first kind of buzz that maybe we would get sporting events without fans. This was before anything was canceled, but maybe we'd get it without fans. And so I was a guest on the odd couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. And they said, Do you think we'll get NCA tournament games without fans? And I said, Guys, I think that's where we're headed. And both of them were very surprised to hear that. So to go on Tuesday from the possib- for from people being surprised that we would play tournament games with no fans to 48 hours later having essentially all sports canceled, it was surreal. In terms of the city itself, yeah, it was the
6: city with people still gambling and coming out and having a good time. Or I heard they they closed some of the buffets.
7: Well, it's it was surreal in its own right because the Con Expo, the Construction Expo was still going on there. Right. So you walked around town and you felt like it was Mardi Gras. Um, because there are 500,000 people or 250,000, whatever the number was. But what I was told, you know, you talk to bartenders and waiters and I have people that were, you know, friends that work in the hotel industry and they all said universally, uh, we know what's coming. Uh, we can enjoy these next few days and take advantage of it because we understand this city's really going to be impacted over the next few months. And I feel bad, uh, not only in Las Vegas, but nationwide for the waiters and the bartenders and the people that are working hourly and, and are going to be impacted by this.
6: What did you do? last night and today with the, with the absence of sports, I'm look, I'm the, uh, the, the like junk food TV guy. I I'll enjoy junk TV. I'm, I'm Maury and you know, who's the daddy. And <laughs> sure. g- g- you know, give me, give me cops and Alaska state troopers. You were on cops a few oh, times. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, what do they called? The Meekum car auto car show where they sell the old, old muscle cars. Oh, give me some of that. You know, I, oh, I can't afford it. But, oh, I'll, I'll watch junk TV. It doesn't matter to me. Um, What did you do? Did you get into anything? Did you watch TV? Did you, I, I took a three-hour nap. I do have to admit that, though.
7: Yeah, I will say uh, there are a couple little naps for your boy here the last few days. But, uh to listen, today I was busy working because the Patino stuff broke. And, like I said, I'm starting to prep some stuff for next week. So I kept myself busy. Um I don't know what I'm going to be doing Tuesday midday, though. Tuesday night. Uh, The only thing that I have watched, I've gotten into a little show, Arnie. You should check it out. Animal Planet. Yeah. It's called Extinct or Alive. Shout out to my boy, Forrest Galante, who I had never heard of until like two days ago. He basically, (laughs) uh, he's a marine, or he's a a ecologist or whatever, basically an animal scientist. And he, people tip him off like, hey, the, um... You know, this rare tortoise was believed to be dead 200 years ago, um, but we have a sighting in uh, Madagascar, and he'll get on a plane, and he'll go into the woods in Madagascar <laughs> and try to find it. And a couple uh, uh, species that we thought were extinct, he found. Some of them he hasn't. But my wife and I are about eight episodes in, and we are loving every second oh, of it. Yeah, it's a good so,
6: show. So well, I, I do the regular, you know, first of all, I'll get into, like, uh, I watch Manifest. I don't know if you if you know what that is about. Ooh, what's that? It's getting to be stupid. It is stupid, but I, I like <laughs> right the whole premise, alley. you know, when a plane disappears for five and a half years, oh. and the people on the plane come back, and they have an age. So, you know, I was I, I like that part of it, but the, the whole two seasons. Where is that on? That's on regular TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't even know what network. I just record it and, and watch it back. So, you know, I'll do stuff like that. Um but, what yeah, do I don't pl- think it's really sunken with me either. That's what
7: I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah,
6: that that sports isn't going to be around. It's Saturday. Maybe you're taking a nap. You're kind of doing things. But you keep wanting to go to the TV. Are you a re-watcher? Do you? No, I'm not. Because I, I know so many people go. oh, oh, 1991, game six. I'm like, no, no, uh, no, no. In I, sports, I, yeah. I can't do that if I'm – you know, I, I, I got to watch it live. I'm not like one that's going to go back 100 years or 20 years to watch some type of game. What about you?
7: Well, the other thing, too, is I think that myself personally, uh, with all the college football that you and I have to watch for sa- our Saturday show, with all the NFL that we always watch on Sunday, with all the college basketball that I watch, I'm not used to sitting and watching one game. And so it is weird for me, like even if it's a game I want to watch, like right now, by the way, shout out to ESPNU. They're showing the 2011 UConn Championship run. I'm a Husky. Husky. There you go. But it's still tough to sit and watch one game. I'm so used to on commercials flipping to another game. uh, If there's a foul or a replay or whatever, flipping on another game. And so I only bring it up because uh, it's surreal. Um, And, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to pass time. What about you? Have you thought about – not so much now, because like you said, you can take a couple naps and catch up on your sleep. Right. You can catch up on a couple TV shows. But I mean, we start to get, you know, everybody, you know, I, I thought our buddy Dan Byer uh, brought up a really good point on Twitter the uh, uh, a few minutes ago. I'm trying to find his tweet. But essentially what he said was, you know how we all love the AAF for a week and then we kind of just move past it? Like, that's kind of where he kind of thinks like this whole thing uh, is going is like, Basically, it's all like it seems fun for now. Here's what he said: He said everybody right now is loving how they are watching old games, new shows, and catching up on documentaries. And just like the AAF, wait until week five of this stuff. And that's kind of how I feel: is like it's fun now, but by Thursday, I know I'm going to be pulling my hair out, Arnie. I just know it.
6: Yeah, I was going to say I don't think you need five weeks to um, I wait to see if you're going to be pulling your hair out. You you're, you had it right there, maybe five days, which kind of reminds me. I mean it. I didn't realize, or maybe I did, and I had to be reminded how important sports is to our society. I mean, yeah, we know that we love March Madness, and we love the NFL, and, you know, we do it as a living, so we talk about sports every day. But until it gets shut down, until it's taken away from you, you don't realize not only the impact that it has on our society and economics, but how much the the country relies on sporting events. I mean, you you just don't remember or you don't realize it until nine eleven. We realized, okay, we're going to shut down for a few days, but we'll be back up soon. Now the unknown is who knows if there'll be an NBA or NHL season. Baseball saying at the earliest May first. Um, even if they get going, I think we may have to wait till football season. But um, to feel really
7: feel back to normal, right?
6: Right. Well, the, if there's even going to be, that's going to be the first sports come up, but um, it, it just, it, it hurts when it's taken away from you like this and you don't realize it until now, you know?
7: No, 100%. And, um, you know, it, and it's, listen, we're not the first people to be on air since all this went down. And so certainly others on this network have said it, but, you know, sports is the thing that people go to during times of crisis, right? How did we, Uh, You know, 9-11, obviously, very famously, you know, when George Bush walks out in in that uh, FDNY jacket and throws that pitch right down the middle, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like we're going to be safe. The World Series allows you, while we would never say that we move past 9-11, you know, it allows you to deflect from it for a minute. You know, obviously, with the Kobe Bryant stuff, there was a lot of great tributes, and, and they played games in honor of Kobe Bryant. This is the exact opposite where... You know, this would be a perfect time in a perfect world and we understand why sports can't be on our televisions, but this would be the perfect time in the perfect world to have sports to distract us, to keep us busy while we're quarantined. And I know I speak for you when I say this, Arnie, but you know, it's it's an honor for for myself and you to be on air right now to kind of oh, yeah. be those voices to keep people through during these slow times.
6: And there are old Williston Central School games that I've played and that you could watch on my Periscope. Oh, boy, okay. Live. I know you like those, Torres. I just I... tried
7: to have a moment with America, and you're coming in with <laughs> middle school videotapes. Stop. Well, None of us have a VHS. There are
6: some sports out there, right? People got to watch something. By the way, are you still going to the gym? Are you still playing sports? Um, are you taking a break from all that? I wanted to ask
7: you, what do you think about this uh, this big thing that's happened today where all these millennials are still going out to bars and uh, basically not living by this quarantine at all? Does that bother you at all? Have
6: Look, you seen this story? Yeah, I, I, I've everybody handles this their own way. Yep. I don't know if we could really quarantine people, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, to do 24-7 um, and then what? You get out in 14 days and then you run into somebody who – didn't quarantine and you know is that going to help you i i don't know if that's really the answer to be honest
7: yeah well that's the big argument is that um the reason that they do want a basically a quarantine is to keep this disease from spur this virus from spreading but you know, people are saying, "Well, I'm healthy." Da da da. Well, the way it spreads is by being out in public places. So anyway, so it's been a hot topic uh, on social media today about uh, people, especially my age and younger, just saying, "Screw it! I'm going to go hang out at the bar if I don't have to, if I don't have to be anywhere on Monday. I'm going to enjoy my Saturday and Sunday." So I didn't know if you had a strong opinion on it or not. I, I don't think you uh, I don't think you can blame people for wanting to get out of the house. To answer your question, I did go to the gym today. Yeah. Um. You know, and I will say this too. Uh, from everything I've read and everything I've heard, the best thing that you can do at this time is one to distance yourself from people but also to keep your immune system high so as you said Arnie sleep as much as you can eat well exercise and so listen I'm doing my due diligence of of uh you know getting uh you know getting my exercise and just trying to stay out of trouble
6: yeah i'm not I'm not doing much though I mean I'm going to the gym that's good. Um, you know, that, that, that's pretty much it. Of course. I'm like, are you stocking up on anything other Uh, than toilet paper and water? Or are you, are you running out to the market like everybody else? Well,
7: it was really funny because my wife, uh, Thursday, Wednesday, I guess it was Thursday when I was driving back, uh, from Vegas, I did drive. She, um, she went out and stocked up, And then she was convinced that it was going to be a literal quarantine where everything was shut down. Nobody was allowed to leave the house. So she sent me out yesterday. So I'm not kidding when I say we spent about $600 or $700 in groceries. So I was watching that press conference yesterday saying – Mr. President, you couldn't have given us this press conference yesterday so I didn't have to spend seven hundred dollars in groceries. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, we are never gonna eat better in our lives than we will these next couple weeks because we got so much freaking food in the house.
6: My mom uh, my mom. Oh, that's a Freudian slut. My wife. Uh-oh, better. My wife looks that. at me this morning and she goes, You want to go to Costco with me? I said, did why you, don't you why don't you just get some pliers and pull some of my teeth out? Well, what I was gonna why say, you go do that.
7: I hope she had uh, you know all her military gear on because I heard it's it's crazy over there, people yeah, uh, fighting and all that stuff.
6: The answer was was no. You want to go? You knock yourself out and go to Costco and have fun and fight the crowds there. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and take a nap. Did, I think
7: did uh, did she actually was there actually anything to buy there by that point or no?
6: Yeah, if you go remember we're in Vermont. I think we live in a populated state. You know, I think uh, um, you live more in the valley than than uh, than the whole state of Vermont. So true. um, You know, it's not like we have a lot of people here. So it's kind of like you said, isolation for the last six years living up here in Vermont.
7: There you go. You've been quarantined uh, without a president's request. So
6: yes, there you go. All right. um, You want to get in? You want to be part of the show? We'd love to hear from you. We want to make sure everything's fine aaron underscore torres i'm at stinking genius one you can call in also 877-99 on fox 877-996-6369 when we get back right? right let's clear up all the stuff on college basketball what happened there um actually news today also we'll talk to torres about that all that's coming up next right here on fox sports radio
4: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slashwithamex.
9: What's up? I'm John Wall,
0: and I'm CJ Tolidano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court One-on-One Tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all?
3: I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all.
9: I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it.
0: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in the bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop.
6: All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. By the way, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Should I say it's a busy Saturday night or maybe not so busy Saturday night, Torres? I don't know. It's been weirdly more newsworthy than I expected
7: it to be. Um, And I'll say this, too, and I know we're going to get to the NFL later in the show, but, um, you know, I I think the NFL uh, is taking a calculated – I think they're saying that the league year is going to open as planned. I think that's calculated. I think they say, well, shoot, if there's not going to be any March Madness or any Major League Baseball or any spring training or or NBA, we're going to take full advantage of this thing. We'll see. We'll get to that later in the show. It's been busier than I thought it would be, I guess, is what I'm saying.
6: By the way, are you going to do anything non sports? Like, I'm thinking about um, maybe learning how to play a musical instrument. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, every, I should do this on the air. Like, uh, five minutes uh, or five or 10 minutes every Saturday. We'll see if I get better at, like, playing the keyboard or, or the saxophone or, or something like that. I really do. I, I have no musical you know, ability in me. I'd like to learn how to do something. Uh, yeah, you should definitely do
7: that in hour number four every wow, single Saturday. Wow, you don't yeah.
6: like that idea? Work with me a little bit here. Work with me.
7: No, it's hour four. It's great. This is what Periscope was invented for, Arnie. Come on, that's Gosh. on demand. you know, people can't. You know, people got to pay for
6: that. So <laughs> that that's the bonus hour. All right, um, let's back up to some college basketball. You said you were in Vegas. Obviously, things got canceled. Um, you mentioned you were on with Broussard and, and Rob Parker. Um, you didn't see this coming, or you thought maybe there was – you said that they were going to play in front of no people. Uh, did you think they were going to cancel it like that in one full swoop? Boom, everything gone, no basketball, uh, no conference tournaments. Did you see that coming so quickly?
7: Well, once the Rudy Gobert news came, um, I did, actually, because um, – because- and it was my thought, and I'm sure it was probably your thought too, is once the NBA cancels, anybody who decides to play games just looks insensitive. And it was kind of crazy. I was sitting in the sports book watching the game, the final night of games on Wednesday, and it, it, I'll give you a kind of a funny example. But um, I remember Xavier lost in the first round of the Big East tournament, and they were very much, when we thought we were going to have a tournament, a bubble team. And I said to myself, wow, that's a big loss for, for Xavier. And I was going to tweet about it. And what does it mean for the bubble? And then I realized, you know what? There probably is no bubble. Ever, this yeah. whole tournament's on the bubble right now. Uh, and they ended up being on the outside looking in. So it was it was thoughts like that that kind of went through the day. Um, you know, like I said, you know, it was it was crazy even on Wednesday, you know, I record my podcast in the middle of the day, then they announced there's gonna be no fans, and you're just trying to piece together. What is what is going to be the end result? And, you, and and like I said, once the Go Bear news happened, that was when it was pretty obvious. I don't think we're getting very many live sports going forward.
6: Look, I feel bad for the kids in basketball, men's and women's, seniors, um, that didn't get to play in their final NCAA tournament. I understand that. It's a big thing to play in the NCAA tournament. But if this is the worst thing that happens to you in your life, you have lived a real good life. And I know, oh, it's not fair. Of course it's not fair. It sucks. I understand that. But I'm not ready to allow college basketball players, male and female, to come back for another year. When they played most of their season, some of them even played in their conference tournament. Some of them finished their conference tournament. And the only reason they're going to come back for another year um, is because of the NCAA tournament. I, I think that's too much. It sucks that you got to finish it out this way. But like I said, if this is the worst thing that happens to you, You've lived a pretty good life, Aaron.
7: Well, let me let me play devil's advocate. And I, I don't really know where I stand. Like, I don't – it feels a little crazy to me, but it also – like, if it happened, I wouldn't be, like, banging the table that it was the stupidest decision ever. But here's my counterargument. Yeah. So if the argument is that all the spring sports get to come back, which is the decision that has been made, right. and the argument is, well, they didn't play their season. Well, that's true. But I would also say to that, but we have no idea how those seasons would have played out. And what I mean by that is this – Let's say, and I don't know who number one the number one team in college baseball is. Let's say it's uh, Texas or UCLA okay. or whatever. We don't. They were a twenty percent, thirty percent of their way through the season. We have no idea if that was the best team. Whereas the counter to that is Seton Hall or Baylor or Kansas with the roster that they had. They knew they had a chance to win a championship. They had played ninety percent of their season to the point that they knew they were good enough to win a championship. That they really were one of the best teams, and that they had that t- that chance to win a title taken away. Does that change it at all? Because to me, it I feel almost the opposite. Is if you're going to give the spring sports, which you know they they had no idea, no idea who was good, who was not, um, and and for the for the winter sports. We knew who was right there. We knew who had a chance to be special, who had a chance to win a championship, and to have that taken away, I feel like, hurts more for the w- winter sports than the spring
0: sports.
6: Well, then, would you have liked the the alleged, and this is being reported, obviously, uh, that they were thinking about making a 16-team schedule, or excuse me, a 16-team tournament, and it was going to be, what, w- one weekend Thursday through Saturday with the championship game on Monday? I think I would have gotten into that. I wouldn't have loved it as much as the whole 68 and the underdogs and and that, but I think I could have gotten into it, Uh, Aaron. I think it would have been a lot of fun.
7: Oh, I think it would have been probably the highest rated NCAA tournament ever just based on – Oh, no, stop that. Stop that. There was literally nothing else to watch. What are you talking about?
6: No, I thought you meant just having the top 16. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and so – yeah, I mean,
7: listen, what makes the tournament great is the upsets and the bubble and all that stuff. But if you just got the 16 best teams and they all played, yeah, I think that'd be pretty close to must-watch. I mean, it, you know, it, it would be because it would truly be the teams that are capable of winning the championship. And so uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I, it feels pretty crazy. I mean, let me ask you this. Do you think there was any way or do you think the NCAA was wrong to completely cancel the tournament as opposed to, say, postpone it and put out a press release saying we're postponing, postponing it with the reality that this will probably get canceled? Um, as opposed to just flat-out canceling it, or do you think that they should have postponed it and waited for more information?
6: No, I, I can't criticize them. I mean, after what I've seen now with the NBA, the NHL. and Major But they're all coming
7: back, though. We all expect them to come back at some
6: point. I'm not so sure it's going to happen, though.
7: But you don't know, though. And and listen, let, let's say in a best-case scenario we go under this lockdown and two weeks later we have this disease basically eradicated and the NBA feels like, let's just say for hypothetical, the second week in April they can come back. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It probably won't. That time frame is probably aggressive. But, you know, I mean, if the NBA is back in three weeks, the right around the time that the NCAA tournament would be ending – I do think there's going to be some people saying, man, why couldn't the NCAA tournament have just put this thing on postpone and see if they could figure it out from there?
6: Yeah, but then it's tough. You're isolating the teams. You got practice. You're trying to pick it up after a three- or four-week layoff. I I don't know if that's going to work. Some people say, oh, you should have had it in May. and uh, You know, the NCAA is, you know, that's a tough one to move. I understand canceling part of the NBA season, NHL season, uh, major league baseball season, March Madness is a is a whole other story. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even have been for playing it in May. I think that would have been too late. I think you you missed the opportunity, and I, I would have. I don't know if I would prefer to have it canceled, but I don't think I would have gotten into it in May, Aaron.
7: Well, I think I would have gotten. In, I think we would have gotten into it depending on what else was going on at that point. But no, man, I listen. I think it would have been a stretch, and then there's other factors like players are going to declare for the draft, players are going to start getting ready for the pros. Um, and even if even if the guys all wanted to come back, they're not going to be they're not on, none of them are on campus right now. They're not practicing. They're not with their teammates. So it wouldn't have been a reflection of this season. So in hindsight, I really don't have a huge issue with it. It would have been I, I think the right move, and I think the right move for everybody right now is to say whatever it is, whether it's school districts, whether it's sports, whatever, we're going to suspend indefinitely for this amount of time and we are going to reevaluate at that time because it's so unprecedented, we don't know, um, and I would have had no problem if the NCAA tournament decided to do that as well.
6: Yes, I see the tweets coming in. Aaron underscore Torres, I'm at stinking genius one. Like Anthony says, Aaron, is there a coronavirus island we can send stinking genius (laughs) and Rudy Gobert to permanently? We've got our first coronavirus joke there, Torres. There you go. So
7: You know, people yeah. seem to to have uh, a sick thrill out of the idea of you being quarantined. I've seen a lot of mentions going that
6: way. Yeah, I I, I, I noticed that also. Um, get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I've been thinking genius one. More on some college basketball that I wanted to get into. And we still haven't even brought up Rick Pitino. So all that's coming up. First, though, let's get a check in with the Sager I was going to say to see what's trending, but not the pupkin's <laughs> trending, is there to say? There's a
12: lot of, uh, well, no games. There's a lot of news. You were mentioning Las Vegas that you were there, Eric Cirque du Soleil even announced it's shutting down all its shows in Vegas. Wow. That's six productions at least 30 days out. Blue Man I, Group shut down. I
6: heard Miami Beach is shutting down uh, for the spring breakers. Really?
12: Because I saw pictures of lines at Wrigleyville for for St. Patrick's weekend, which really brought up the earlier conversation. And you mentioned Rick Pitino. He is the new head basketball coach at Iona, born and raised in the New York area. The previous head coach had stepped down yesterday after missing the whole season for health reasons. Rick Pitino is still going to finish coaching his pro team in Greece. He's due to coach Greece at the Olympics this summer, by the way. And one thing with sports is that – and you. I thought this as the week went along this past week. Even in severe conditions, we usually still have sports. You you hear maybe every year some states people have to stay indoors. It's really bad. But even with severe weather, you know, there's still sports. There's really almost no sports here. Uh, and, in fact, yeah. there was a stat I mentioned on last night's show that the longest stretch of days in history with no games at all played in the four major sports. I'm not talking about exhibitions, but the regular games or, or all-star games, things like that. After 9-11, it was six days without any of the four major sports. Wow. The MLB strike, 1994, it was 23 days. Woo! 1981 had the MLB strike, 58 days with none of the four major sports. Wow. Maybe, maybe that 58-day mark is going to be threatened this year. Jeez. I don't know. Of course, the NBA season didn't go as long back then, so once baseball struck, I mean, I'm sure the NBA finals were done by June back then. By, 58 by the way, days. Who's,
6: who's laughing now? You'd be dying for a Kent State hockey score. (laughs) that right now would you not Uh you better believe you
12: would i already saw a tweet from run of the college football writers who said Okay, already those people who said there are too many bowl games. What do you What are you hankering for now? We got yep. no. Yeah.
7: We got nothing. Give me at all. the Alamo
12: Bowl or give me death. <laughs> uh, yes, anything. Uh, by the way, you know there was the Major League Baseball. Their, their regular season not starting until mid-April at the very earliest, and then they canceled spring training. They did give teams the option of having players still use the facilities to work out, things like that. And on Sunday, John Heyman, and MLB Network, says the Pirates, for the second time tomorrow, will be professionally sanitizing and deep cleaning their spring training facilities in Bradenton, Florida, because about 40 MLB players, along with the coaching staff members, are due to remain in Bradenton and utilize their spring training facilities starting on Monday. There was yesterday the story of the New York Yankees voting to stay as a team at spring training in Florida wow. and all work out together. And some players have said, we're going to have quite quite a great video game tournament with everybody here and no actual exhibition games to play. But that means the coaching staff and the manager is staying there as well. UFC is still holding its fight night in Brazil. Did so today our time without fans. Charles Oliveira won the main event, the last of the 12 fights tonight. For next week, and it's still planning a full card in London with fans, but, uh, of course, the U.K. government could change that whole with fans part of the sentence in the coming week. Oklahoma running back Trey Sermon announced he will transfer. Pro Football Hall of Fame will be closed for nearly two weeks starting Monday. The baseball hall will be closing after tomorrow. The Kentucky Derby announced, or at least Churchill Downs, that it's considering the timing of its big race this year due to be May 2nd, given the the coronavirus Uh, pandemic that could move. Can't move that. Fame trainer Bob Baffert says he's hearing that a derby in June or maybe even September is, quote, a possibility. Churchill Downs is due to reopen its stables, or was, on Tuesday after being closed for the annual winter renovations. Now it's going to be closed until the end of the month after they consulted with health officials. Again, we don't know if the May 2nd Derby is going to go on or not. It's a little early for that. But they did have uh, racing at Santa Anita in L.A. today, I know, and that was with no fans.
6: That's going to be my pick for tomorrow. Those are my picks, so don't, you know, <laughs> I don't have nothing else to go on. By
7: the way, I want to correct myself. It would have been give me the Liberty Bowl or give me death, not give oh, me the Bowl. Oh, very good. Alamo. Yes, your yeah, U.S. Th- history. Th- yeah, that's that what I chance. was going for. That's yeah, what I was chance. going
12: for. I knew it didn't sound right when it was coming out.
6: Yeah, we gave you a courtesy laugh, too.
12: Uh, Well, we do have a potential story. I don't think it'll be tonight, but... There could be during the show. And by the way, Arnie, I thought about during the show with no games going on. No Arizona. Only a pandemic could keep Arizona <laughs> from losing a basketball game on a Saturday oh. during an Arnie Spanier show. Because wow. wasn't wasn't the Pac-12 final going to be like Today, started yeah. an hour ago yeah. well, in uh,
7: Vegas? Can no I, doubt
6: it would have been Arizona.
7: I will say this. The first ever show I did with Arnie was two years ago during the Pac-12 tournament, DeAndre Ayton, and they won the Pac-12 championship. I don't think they've won a single game since then in any sport <laughs> on a Saturday. Yeah. But the first game I did with Arnie, the first uh, episode I did with Arnie, uh, they did win a game wow. in that a championship.
12: Uh, one final note: is we're coming up toward midnight Eastern time, the NFL players Union. take unions, your time.
6: We got hours. Go
12: ahead. <laughs> Come to think of it, we do. The players' unions voting deadline is tonight, people. They're considering the new collective bargaining agreement. Owners have already approved it. The union agreement would be passed with a simple majority of yes votes, 50% plus one. And that would expand the regular season in the future, expand the playoffs in the future. The voting has been going on for the past week plus. We're getting toward the end of the players' union voting. That's tonight. That doesn't mean they're announcing anything. They should televise that. I would watch that. Absolutely. i so, Considering the numbers they yeah. get for even watching people work out at the combine, yeah, this is actual news. The, for now, the NFL's new league year is scheduled to start on Wednesday afternoon, so we're still getting NFL news, and the free agency negotiations can start next week, assuming they don't push back all of those dates, but potentially news this weekend from the NFL. All right.
6: Thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, you could reach us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. Yay or nay, well, I, I guess it's too late now. Um, there was talk that they were going to release or thinking about releasing the 68 field selection i thought uh, i thought they would do it on the normal time on sunday is that definitely not going to happen was that just rumor torres and were you up for something like that i thought it would have been fun um i i I know it wouldn't have mounted anything but i I still think it would have been fun
7: yeah i think a couple things uh one i've heard mixed things like cbs reported it could still happen espn was reporting it couldn't happen I haven't heard anything definitive one way or the other. Personally, I actually think it would have been a good idea, and I'll tell you why. Like we said, realistically, they probably should they probably won't bring back seniors that that missed the the NCAA tournament next year. And even if they do, there's no guarantee that even if you have a star senior or whoever that you're gonna have the same success next year. And so I just feel like it does give closure to those teams that had a special season. You know, uh, I'm filling in with Dan Beyer tomorrow for what was supposed to be the Selection Sunday show. We're going to have Scott Drew from Baylor on, and this was probably the best team that he'll ever have. Uh, Dayton, this is the best team that they'll ever have. And so Dayton, you know, it, it they wanted to play the tournament. Obviously, it goes without saying But at least having the satisfaction of closing the season, seeing you would have been a number 1 seed, seeing uh, the hard work that your players put in, I would have had no problem with it. I thought it would be pretty cool if they would do it.
6: One of my listeners locally here in Vermont gave me an idea. Now, of course, it's not the ideal thing because you have seniors leaving and it's not the same teams. But how about if you release the 68-team field and then you play those teams to start the season next year? I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, just like your first game. Nah, I can't do that. That's six games for some teams. No, I, no, no. Just just that first matchup. You know what I'm saying? Just that just that, like if, if, that's, that's if one game. was supposed to play sixteen, whatever it was sixteen was, you go play Duke. Or if Vermont was supposed to play Wisconsin, go or maybe you have like a four team tournament uh for whatever quad you were supposed to be in, or you just wanna bag it and just say, forget about it. Don't make it worse. Don't don't let's not make it any worse than it is right now.
7: Yeah. I, I'm
6: thinking. No, you didn't like that?
7: No, I'm thinking if I like it or not. You know, playing the first game, maybe it kind of gives a separate kind of closure. But by then, you know, the, the players from this year that have graduated right, or transferred right. or whatever. But I don't know. I don't. I, I guess I don't hate that. I think if it was one game, if you're trying to play out the whole tournament to start 2021. No, just that's,
6: a game or two. You know, like, there's always, isn't there an NIT preseason or something like that? Yeah.
7: The, yeah, there's, there's you know, everybody has a different way to open the season. I, listen, now that I think about it, I don't hate it. I... It's just such a bummer, man. I, I would have liked to see the bracket be released, and maybe I'm being selfish, and maybe it would give us something to talk about, whatever. um, But I don't know, man. I I, I would have liked to see a bracket released, I guess. What, what
6: about Patino? What would you think about that when that came down? After all this going on, uh, Iona says, yeah, you got to give us some uh, Rick Patino. I got to have him.
7: Did you see all the, the jokes? Uh, I guess one of the biggest pandemic, uh, you know, issue, one of the biggest places, the biggest concentrations of coronavirus is in New Rochelle, New York, where the campus is. And a lot of people made the joke, you know, you're bringing in somebody, whatever, kind of sketchy. But so with me personally, I mean, listen, the guy's a Hall of Famer. And there's 353 teams, and he's been out of this thing for three years now, it was only a matter of time before somebody gave him a chance. Now, the NCAA could still punish Louisville. He could still be found guilty of stuff. But somebody was eventually going to give him a chance. It came. Um, and, you know, he's going to be an awesome coach. I'll tell you that. He's a really good coach. They're They're going to be really good. And we'll see what happens from here.
6: All right, we'll come back. Wow, this hour did fly on by, and, and no sports going on. We'll finish out the hour, talk about what we're going to miss the most. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. This is Fox Sports Radio.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal
1: podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that
2: moment, oh, my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is... Is Uncanny USA.
3: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
0: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. All right, good evening, everyone. You want to hear something
6: amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much will match. Matter of fact, millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. On this Saturday night, a Saturday night with no sports, Torres. This is unbelievable. Um... In uh, my lifetime, I don't think I've ever – hopefully I'll never see anything like this again, you know?
7: Yeah, no, I was just texting uh, uh, one of the college basketball coaches that I know during the break, and, you know, he was saying, like, it's crazy because not only is the tournament canceled, but right after the tournament ends, you know, you say bye to your players and you move on to the next season, you start recruiting. And he's like, we can't leave campus to recruit. Uh, We can't bring recruits on campus. We can't travel. Um, it's just, it's really affected so many elements of sports world. It's obviously mentioned, uh, affected so many elements of society. Don't want to, you know, overplay that sports is the only thing being impacted, but it is kind of crazy.
6: What are people missing the most? March madness, the NBA, um, what happens if we miss the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, the masters may be moved, um, opening day of major league baseball. Uh, what are people going to miss the most?
7: uh, Uh, Right now, it's got to be March Madness. That's
6: right now. We're in the middle of that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy.
7: We're it's March thirteenth, and it feel or March fourteenth, and and it feels like July fourteenth, which is my wife's birthday, ironically enough. So I would be busy as it is, but. Um, it feels like July 14th in terms of you turn on the TV and it's a little UFC and it's a lot of you know old documentaries and old games and things like that and so yeah I would say March madness now but it's just going to evolve as time goes on.
6: No I don't want to get in your personal life. Ooh. So you Go know, ahead. You know, you know but, I know but you, but I'll you say you it do anyway. don't lie. This uh this coronavirus very could be very expensive for you, right? Why? Cuz I got to – what why? Cuz could cost you a lot a lot of money
7: like with a divorce lawyer or with no
6: i just they everybody's saying that in nine months we're gonna have a baby boom I figure you'll have a baby and then next thing you know, those are a lot of money. you got to raise those kids. By the way, should I mention Arnold Torres has a good name to it in case you're thinking about that.
7: I I was thinking that Shay might get a younger brother or sister he's always (laughs) wanted
6: 23 years apart. Yeah. Think about that again at my age, my friend. That ain't happening. I don't know. That's not happening. It's happened before. It's going to be 57.
7: Well, it was funny. We were talking to my buddy last night and that's what we were talking about. It's either gonna be a it's gonna be a baby boom and a divorce boom because it it'd be a great really? Well, I mean you're gonna be not, stuck yeah. in your house with your wife and your kids and your whatever. I mean, I think it's gonna drive some people crazy. I will say if I can give one piece of advice, yes, not that yes. I have the most amazing <laughs> advice, sit down with your husband or wife, figure out a schedule. If you have to work from home, if they have to work from home, if your kids are with you. If you don't sit down and talk about it before Monday, when Monday comes and your boss still expects you to log in at 9 o'clock, it's going to be crazy. So my wife and I sat down today. We put together some barriers where we're not going to hopefully drive each other too insane come Monday morning.
6: Just remember, Arnold Torres has a ring to it. I bet you nobody else has that name. I want you to know that.
7: Well, I'm going to actually Google that while we speak. Uh, <laughs>
6: How many Arnold Torreses Her, Let's see. I want to see the first one be out there. We you're have... not going to find one. I promise uh, you. Uh,
7: uh, well, JP Morgan. We got Arnold Torres. He is a JP Morgan uh, executive director of well, Treasury Services. Go. So, wow. <laughs> let's see. Arnold uh, Torres. Oh, I love that. Arnaldo like... Torres, a California <laughs> Agriculture. Uh, not many Arnold Torreses, though. No, you're right. No, no.
6: So, uh, you know, I, I just remember that when the time comes. Not, not that I'm putting pressure on you. I know you know you just got married for crying out loud, Torres. So.
7: Imagine if Arnold Torres uh, just gets, uh, you know, a couple texts right now. Hey, they're talking about you on Fox Sports <laughs> Radio right now. Arnold Torres, if you're listening, call us in, whatever the phone number is. I don't oh,
6: even know. I love it. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. If you want to go ahead and jump on in, I'm so behind. Um, on Twitter right now, so I'll, I'll go ahead and try to keep up and and, uh, and get caught up as a lot of people are sending in. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to miss the NBA or NHL regular season but they are going to miss March Madness. We'll, we'll get into that. You want to be part of the show. It's real simple. I told you, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Thinking Genius 1. We will take your calls also. We want to make sure we want to hear from you. Make sure you're safe, you're happy, everything's okay. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Hour one just flew on by. Well, come on back, reset, get you ready for hour two here on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, uh, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spaniards. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit geico.com for a free rate quote. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. You can call in also. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. So go ahead and jump on in. You doing okay out there in L.A.? Torres, people are kind of staying in, or are they going out and about? What's going on out there?
7: This was literally just a conversation I had with Don and Eric, if they want to jump in. Um, We're trying to figure out, are people – it seems much more quiet, but it's also been cold and rainy, relatively speaking, for L.A. the last few days. So we're trying to figure out, is it the rain? Is it the cold? Is it – Corona, we're all trying to figure out exactly what it is. So.
6: What do you make of all the local and national talk show hosts um, talking about, oh, my goodness, you know, because everybody's saying, what are you guys going to do? Did anybody of your friends call you up and go, what are you going to do? Yep. What are you? Gonna...? My brother called me up and he goes, dude, you've got to talk horse racing now. I go, is there something wrong with you? He goes, that's the only sport going on. I go, how far do you think we're going to get? First of all, how much can I learn in horse racing in a day that I'm gonna tell you about the sixth race in Santa Anita? That's the first thing I go to. How many people are gonna to listen to the damn show if I gave you three hours of horse racing? There's something wrong with you.
7: Uh yeah. No, I don't <laughs> I don't Horse distri- racing. Yeah, no, I mean listen, I have gotten that question hundreds of times, uh maybe not hundreds, but dozens at the very least over the last couple of days. And like I said, um, I feel like there's been way more news. We still haven't talked about Rick Pitino, Uh Rudy Gobert, all these people that are making contributions. Donovan Mitchell spoke today. The NFL – there's like 20 topics that we haven't gotten to. So maybe we get to Thursday and Friday, but especially if the NFL decides to leave the 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 window the way that it is, I think we're actually probably going to have plenty to talk about these next few weeks even without games. Can I um, – actually, let me ask you – let me say this. Yeah. Is it possible this is just proving that sports talk radio isn't really about games anymore? It's about topics. And so if we still have Tom Brady to talk about, if we still have Rudy Gobert, was he dumb? How dumb was he? like that That's what we do. I mean, sure, when it's the NBA Finals or March Madness, but you always say this, Arnie, we don't break down games on this no, show. No, And so maybe this kind of proves that sports talk has really taken a turn where we don't talk about the
6: stuff that we used to maybe five or ten years ago. The only time we really talk about games is when you and I are hosting the college football show, yep. which is, that's exactly what it is, the college football show, and um, we're on, games are finishing, games are starting, um, you top 25. You know, I, I, it's a different type of show during college football season. So I've, I'll never forget this. I was in Dallas, and um, one of my bosses, I don't remember want to say his name, Tim Collins. Um, oh, Tim Collins, me, your, ba- your yeah, former yeah, boss? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're not
7: saying his name, right, we're Tim not Collins? Say his
6: name. And he called me up. I did Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., and it was Friday night going into Saturday morning, and he calls up the back lot. He goes, I've been listening. He goes, you haven't talked sports in over an hour and a half. Oh. I go, it's 1230 Saturday morning. <laughs> what do you What do you care what I'm talking about? What do you care? I mean, as long as people are entertained, what do you want me to? I go, you want me to break down the Mavericks Memphis game or something? Wow. What's wrong with you people out there? Yeah, you're right, though. It's It's not about breaking down games. But I do a local show here. In Vermont, I got an old guy who's older than me. He's one of the hosts. He's one year got, older
7: than you. Let's, let's keep that in mind.
6: Okay, he's one year older than me. And then I got a millennial who just turned 30. And, you know, he's all about the sports, the sports. He goes, we got to come up with segments. We got to come up with segments. Um, you know, we got to be entertaining. He goes, I'm thinking maybe I'll take a listener to lunch at Taco Bell, and while we're eating Taco Bell, we'll talk sports for 10 minutes, and I'll play it back.
7: That sounds awful.
6: I, I know, but I didn't want to say anything. I'm like, oh yeah, that that sounds great. That does it. and then he goes, you, and then uh, what's that uh, late night host, James Colbert or whatever, where he does uh, the 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 car karaoke? Oh, uh, uh,
7: James Corden, yeah,
6: court, yeah, where he takes he goes, I'll ta- you know we'll take somebody out in the car, uh, like Jerry Seinfeld, have coffee and talk sports with the listeners. You know, I'm like, you know, I go, whoa, whoa, I go. He goes. Oh, and Rich, my other co-host, he drives Uber sometimes. We could talk sports with the with the passengers. I go. Now, that could be funny. That could be funny. But you know, you don't have to. You don't have to start going crazy about entertainment stuff. You know what I mean, or what?
7: Yeah, I'm not a bit guy. Like I don't think we need bits in our business ninety nine percent of the time. I mean, I guess if there was ever a time, it's now. Yes. Here's the thing, though, and right. this is something that I think you and I have talked about on this show. I know our bosses have told us. Like, don't try to manufacture funny. Like you're either like you're either funny or you're not, and you know the 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 humor in what we do has to come naturally. You can't try to force it. So I don't want to tell your co-host they don't know what the heck they're doing. <laughs> I don't I don't even want to tell them to listen to Arnie Spanier. But I think in this case they actually should be
6: listening to Arnie Spanier. Don't do it, guys. The the owner wants to have a meeting before the show on Monday, and he's like, okay, so you know what are we going to do? That's entertainment. I'm like, dude. Um do you, do you think all of a sudden I'm going to be like a trained comedian? <laughs> and I'm supposed to be telling jokes now? I'm going to I'm going to do like a 20 minute set of jokes and so what? You it deal back with, in the next hour? What's the deal with crunchy peanut yeah. butter? Let me tell you. <laughs> knock knock. I mean, well, I I go, I'm not. I'm not a comedian. I'm not going to sit up here and start telling jokes and have Adam Sandler write me jokes and I'm going to start telling on the air? I mean that well, listen, if you could get Adam Sandler to write you jokes, well, I think you yeah, should do yeah. it. But work on the delivery. But I mean, I go, don't worry. Well, we'll figure something out. There's always news talking on there. He's like, well, you know, it's you know, are you gonna be comedy? Are you gonna do this? I go, I go. Look, we're we're not gonna have a game show. I'm not gonna start doing game show stuff. You know, call in now. How do you spell, uh, you know, Shostakovsky or something like that? Yeah. No, I'm with you. I
7: think that as of right now. There is enough to talk about. I don't know where we'll be a week from now. Uh, Nobody does. Obviously, this is an an unprecedented time. But, yeah, I don't think we need to, uh, you know, uh, um, break in case of emergency the glass case with the worst segment ideas ever. Like, let's just calm down and see what happens. (laughs) Who Uh, knows? In a week from now, this thing could be eradicated and we could know when the NBA and NHL is coming back.
6: You know, you said that. Take the other side. I don't want to be doom and gloom guy, but. I don't think that's going to happen. I agree. Fact, I agree, yeah. You see on Twitter that maybe Major League Baseball says at earliest they could be back by May 1st, which means I don't think the NBA or NHL will be back even before that. I know they need extra time, um, you know, to get ready for spring training and all that. My question to you is what happens if sports doesn't come back to 2021? I mean, I, let's say we don't get an NBA season, no NHL season. Obviously, college basketball's done. And the NFL and college football says we can't do it. Um, We've got to, you know, eradicate this. We've got to be careful. What would happen? What sport would suffer the most? Would people just run back to NBA, NHL, March Madness, college basketball? Or once, you know, Aaron, if you love hamburgers, but I I wouldn't let you have a hamburger for a year, and then you could have a hamburger would you run out that day and have it or would you say well i've been a year without it so you know maybe i'll have one maybe i'm not are you craving it so much are you going to crave all that miss sports or are you going to stay away from it you tell me well i'll
7: personally you know i'll be excited like like my whole life is sports i mean it's it's what we do so my life is going to be different but it's not as though i'm going to get super into uh whatever and i'll be like you know what Sports was fun. It was a good run. But, you know, I'm really into uh, playing the guitar and I'm going to start a band and Arnie Spanier is going to be my drummer and he's going to grow his ponytail back out like, you know, to me, sports is always a big deal. But listen, I do think, you know, and this was the conversation when the MLB went on strike in 1994 was I think a lot of people realized that while baseball was part of their everyday lives, there was life without baseball. And so whether it is the, I think the things that will be impacted are the things that we can do without in the sports world. The regular season of the NBA, the regular season of college basketball, the regular season of the NHL, the first couple rounds of the NBA playoffs. That's what I think could be impacted. Uh, but I still think if the NBA decides to play its finals, even if it's in August, if it's Bucks, Lakers, you know, Giannis versus LeBron, we're all still going to watch.
6: I guess we'll find out if this is really true or not. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, except
7: for your wife, who seems to take a vacation without you every week, but <laughs>
6: yeah, except for that, um, I guess we'll find out if we if we really miss regular season or some sports. If you know we go without it, are you going to go run back to it if it comes around um, a year later? By the way, some people may say I'm going to cut my cable now. I'm going to have to go with one or two months without sports. Might as well cut the cable and save some money. And some people might not come back. I I, I wonder how this is going to affect long term. Um, when it comes to sports, when everything does come back, Aaron.
7: No, it's totally fair, and I mean it's something you know. I'm probably going to trim my cable package this week because I do get all the sports channels, and I'm not going to pay uh, as much as I'm enjoying watching this UConn Louisville game from th- from 2011 right now. <laughs> right. And I am enjoying watching it. Make no mistake, um, I'm not going to pay all that money, an extra twenty thirty bucks. So no, it's going to be interesting. Listen, and and I think you know, and I think that even outside of sports. That is kind of the scary uncertainty of how long th- this could be out of business. Is it's not only sports that's going to be impacted in every way, shape, and form. Um, you know, I, I, it's the travel industry. Obviously, a bunch of cruise lines have shut down. By the way, we should mention credit to all of the athletes that have donated money. Yes. Um, you know, whether it is Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, Zion, Zion Williamson yeah. as a 19-year-old stepping up an incredible story. Um, so there are a lot of people being impacted and we should probably mention that it's not just in sports. It's people in their everyday lives as well.
6: Why isn't every owner, yep. and I know Mark Cuban led the way Arthur first. Blank did. There's yeah. a few. we, we should Arthur discrimin- Blank, yep. right. But some owners haven't come out and said anything. I think every owner should have to go ahead and pay salaries and we'll probably find out more this week, but every owner should be throwing in money also, if not doing the whole thing themselves because of the money they make off off these teams and now it's a, a you know a crisis and they should step forward to lead the way
7: 100% I agree and it shouldn't be on a 19 year old like Zion Williamson or even a 30 year old or whatever he is 29 31 like Kevin Love um it should be on the leadership and I I'll give Mark Cuban credit um you know he came out right away it wasn't a hesitation. He didn't think about it. He had actually planned for the possibility that games were canceled. So credit to Mark Cuban, some of his colleagues, and I don't know if they're colleagues, but people in similar statures should be doing this. Credit to Zion and Blake Griffin and Kevin Love. And I saw George Springer uh, committed some money, uh, but though it's not on the players. It's on the owners. It's on the guys that guys and girls that have life experience that are 60, 70, 80. I don't know. I don't want to start whatever, but I agree with you 100%. Owners, get your you-know-what together.
6: Have we seen any numbers on the the devastation and how much this may cost the NHL, the NBA, and millions of dollars? Do we know how much – that this could cost the owners if we never get a season or we lose out on the regular season we just have the playoffs? Have we seen any numbers yet, Aaron, or what?
7: I don't think we have, and and I'll give uh, Rich Orenberger, uh, our buddy that hosts with Steve Hartman on Sunday's credit, because he brought this up to me, is that the economic impact in college sports as well, because say you're a small school like the University of Vermont, I think that's actually a good example. When you make the NCAA tournament, Um, everyone in your conference gets, gets a cut of whatever tournament money that you get, right? So a school like Vermont might only be the only team from their conference to get in, But every team in that conference gets a check for a couple hundred thousand dollars, and that really helps balance the books at a lot of these places. So it's not just the pros. I think there's a lot of colleges that I don't know if they'll have to cut sports or anything like that, but they count on that couple hundred thousand dollars per school that they're not going to be getting. So, again, this is going to be felt everywhere.
6: Does the stock market have anything to do with it? You know, we have a a donor, uh, the Terrence Center, that's going up next year that's being built now. Um, One guy, one family said, here's the money for new facilities. Uh, You know, obviously that's still going to go through, but some donors might not have that money anymore.
7: It's actually really interesting. I was telling our buddy Nick, uh, who's in the back cutting the sound for us. uh, You know, he was asking me about college basketball. And I said, you know, this coaching carousel might be lighter. And the reason is, so you have a guy like Shaka Smart, the head coach at Texas. And there was a very real possibility that if the season had played out, he would have been fired. But. He's got a 10 million dollar buyout. Who's giving that money, huh? And that well the stock market was down 28% or whatever this week, all those people that had billions have a lot less now. Now I'm not saying we should feel sorry for people if they only have, you know, 1 billion instead of 4 or, you know, 250,000 instead of a billion. But if you're losing money at the rate that some of these people are, I do think it could impact some schools, their decision to just keep a coach for another year because they don't want to have to pay a buyout and then go hire somebody else.
6: We'll come back. We'll read a little bit on Twitter. We do have some Tom Brady news if you want to get in. Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius One. We're here for you on this Saturday night. Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, And if you have any problems, tweet us, call us. Uh, If you're upset about something, you need any help, um, we're here for you. You've known us for a long time. We'll come on back. We'll give you that Tom Brady news right here on Fox Sports Radio.
8: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now, I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
11: All right. Good evening, everyone. Aaron
6: Torres, Arnie Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, do you own or rent your home? Sure, you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing too because having a home is hard work. So just go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. Geico.com. It's that easy. You want to be part of the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Um, let's check in with our producer Eric Roberts as we wake him from his nap with some breaking news. <laughs> What's going on out there, uh, ER? Well,
2: the topic, you know, obviously, guys. What are the professional sports leagues doing? You know, uh, they go in fanless. Everything is pretty much shut down. Well, the UFC, on the other hand, has trucked along. You know, keep on keeping on. You know, they had an event tonight. You know, at UFC Fight Night with no fans in the arena. But you, um, Dana White, has had just had some media availability with SportsCenter talking about some of the upcoming. Um, UFC events, they're all moving forward. They're all trying to be relocated. Um, and, and pretty much your gist statements of it, your spark notes of it, UFC London not happening in London anymore. They have seven, they have seven days to find a new venue for, this, uh, for the fight. UFC 249 with 28-0 uh, fighter Khabib still going on as planned. Everything is trying to be relocated. They're no longer going to do it in Brooklyn or Vegas. So everything is up mm. in the air, but as far as— oh, So they
6: can't do it in Vegas either though. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: but everything is, as far as Dana White has just said— everything will be going on as planned, just trying to find new venues for all these events. Wow. So so
7: my understanding is that they were going to just move it to their training facility in Vegas, and then I guess the Nevada uh, either Gaming Commission or whatever, Health Board, Athletic Commission I think it is, uh, basically said we're not allowing any fights uh, in this, in this uh, state boxing or MMA uh, while this is going on. So I guess that they were going to move them to Vegas, now they have to move them somewhere yeah. else. Can I? I want to ask Arnie a question. You could jump in too, Eric, if you want. I don't want to say. I never want to say that the league's overreacted by doing what they did, because uh, that's. I, I think we all agree: safety first, health first, all that of stuff. Of course, right. But I don't think that I hate Dana White saying. We're going to take every precaution necessary, but keep our sport going. And listen, I think a little of it is strategic in the sense that, hey, if we're the only thing on TV, it's going to be really good for our business. But, you know, no fans in the stands. No, you know, it's it's only essential personnel. They're testing the fighters before whatever. I don't like I, I don't hate it. You know, like some people are going to say he shouldn't be putting his fighters at right. risk. But if the guys and girls want to fight.
6: I don't see why you don't let him. You know, before this show, I think I would have agreed with you. I said, okay, he found other venues. They moved it here. Um, Nobody in the stands. They're going on with it. Okay, uh, do it. Now that he has to change the venues and he's having a hard time finding places, now I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's time to call it off. Maybe it's too much of a a hassle to get a place, to move it all the time. Um, Now it seems like it's, it's just a little too much right now. You know what I mean? I
7: get it. I, I I don't I don't have like a super strong opinion. Like this is the worst decision right. ever made or anything. I just think you know and listen in in the NBA, um, it's a team sport. You have you know 450 athletes, whatever. There's no way you can just say hey if you don't want to play you don't have to. They fly all over the country. But if you can, get, I just think that if you give fighters the option, if you put testing in place, if you make sure everybody in the arena does not have the illness. I guess I don't hate the idea that they're letting these fights go on, and they're the only major sport, as best I can tell, certainly in the United States, that's going on right now.
6: All right, we do want to get to some calls. I know there's people on hold for a while. So eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Let's let's get a couple of them in. Let's let's start off. Ryan is in Indiana. He's waiting patiently. Ryan, good evening. You're on Fox Sports Radio. How you doing, Ryan? Not too shabby.
1: How about you guys?
6: Good, good. Thanks good. for joining Talk us, Ryan. To us. How are, uh, what's going on? I got a question.
1: I haven't heard a lot of people talking about. What do you guys think about youth sports? I'm a a ten and under girls softball coach. Our schools have been uh, closed for three weeks, the upcoming three weeks, and we're not a school affiliated team. And I guess I'm wondering. You know, we're getting ready for a month from now preseason tournament. Do you think kids should be practicing? Should those turn be the turnins be off, you know, delayed? Yeah. What do you guys think about that? And, and, I, uh, and I appreciate the call, I got...
6: right? I'm, and I'm gonna—that's a great question. And not only will Taurus and I break it down, I, maybe our listeners have a thought on that also. Aaron, I don't know about you, I—I I play basketball every Monday and Wednesday with the guys at the gym. I, I don't know if I'm going back on Monday or or Wednesday until this thing kind of gets cleared out. Now, basketball, a lot different. My son played hockey tonight. Um, you know, beer league hockey, a little different um, than being basketball where you're touching and sweating on somebody. Um, girls well, it's softball, an airborne
7: virus. So, I mean, if you're breathing the same air, I mean, I true. guess you're right. I guess you're in right. a cold drink, maybe that helps a little bit. I don't know. but
6: All right, Well, I don't think it does. But to the caller's point, what would you do if you had a, t- a girls 10 and under um, softball team not affiliated with a school? The way everybody's talking. And I know kids are kind of, you know, yeah, they're not, they could pass it, but they're not really getting it. Do you continue letting them play softball or do you call it off for a while?
7: Yeah, it's really interesting because kids really have battled this illness and it goes through them and it comes out. But, no, I think, look, once schools are canceled, once the professionals are off the field, off the court, uh, I don't think you can do it. Now, listen, that, you know, if uh, if you want to go to the park while, you're at, while your kid's out of school and you want to throw the ball around and whatever, I think it's fine. I just don't think you can have organized practices because you just you just run the risk. It only takes one person getting sick for you to get in trouble for your whoever to get in trouble. But you go
6: to the gym, Aaron. You went to the gym today.
7: But that's my personal choice, though.
6: Right. That, I don't. I, right. No, I'm not. You know. Criticizing he's talking about having
7: practices and potentially playing games down the road. You know what I'm saying?
6: Right. Well, well, if you would, you go play pickup basketball. If you did, would you play pickup basketball or would you take time off?
7: No, I would. I mean, you know, my whole thing is, you know, you take precaution, but I also it's it, for people who haven't been listening since the beginning, I said this off the top is that the medical experts from everything that I've read say that you want to battle this like a flu and the best thing that you can do is obviously one is social distancing, stay away from people if you can, but on the cha- outside of that you want to keep your immune system healthy and that's exercising, that's eating correctly, that's not drinking too much alcohol, that's getting enough sleep. And so I only bring that up to say that, you know, if you normally play basketball, I personally me, I would go do it. But I don't wanna I don't wanna say what you should or shouldn't do because I don't want to give anybody bad advice.
6: Yeah, I, I don't know, because it is kids, yet it doesn't affect the kids as much as it affects the adults out there. I guess I would probably call it off for the next week or two and just play it by ear. See. Yeah. See how things are, are different in a week or two. The way we've been getting news, things could be different by tomorrow, Aaron. For all we know, you know.
7: Well, and that's why um, to go back to the NCA tournament, that was why I was a little disappointed that they just canceled it as opposed to postponing it. I will give Adam. You know, you you you've worked with me long enough to know I've been critical of Adam Silver. I think he gets too much praise for a lot of stuff, but I like the way that he set the tone by basically saying, "Look." We are suspending the league indefinitely. We will we will you know make decisions as information comes to us. We're not going to force anything. It's been the same with all the other major sports, it feels like. Um, and so I have no problem with saying we're going to reevaluate in a week or two weeks.
8: My what, millennial
6: again? co-host said, why don't you mention Wilson Central School by name? I mention it all the time by name. By the way, he's the one that comes up with the bad car karaoke I heard, yeah. Taco Bell ideas. I heard, just wanted to throw that out there. So
7: you just, you just called them out. Um, yeah, I just called I will out. say one of the cool byproducts of this uh, unfortunate circumstance, I was watching uh, SportsCenter on one of the other networks the other night. They were showing high school state championships on SportsCenter. I thought that was pretty cool because <laughs> they're the only thing that's being played. So
6: um, I asked, uh, would you go back? What happens if there's no sports? Would you go back to it when it came back around? Um, Adam says, if no sports, the contracts and roster moves. Also, yes, I'll be watching the first game back. I'm a dad. What else do I have to live for?
7: <laughs> Sounds like you. Sounds yeah, bro, like you'd say. Yeah, you know,
6: some people live and die with sports. That's that's what it's all about. Jonathan says, hey, guys, um, we're just enjoying listening to you with a sense of normalcy. I listen to you guys religiously on the weekends and being able to turn the radio on and hear you guys really helps me keep that connection and normalcy now. Thanks for being there. And um, no, we thank you guys for being there for us also. And. We're glad we could kind of, you know, keep things under, uh, you know, keep things calm.
7: Did you see the woman that came after me because I bought too many groceries yesterday?
6: No. Uh,
7: let's see. Well, wait, We're... you know
6: what? Save that. We'll get. Okay. To... I want to get to that next. I still didn't give you the Tom Brady news. So, I want to touch on that also. We'll get to all that first. We'll check in with the Sager again to see what's trending, what's going on to Sager,
12: By the way, WWE last night on Fox, they still had the two hour broadcast, but they moved it to the Orlando location, which is their just performance center. They didn't have it at the big arena, there's no fans for this last night. And it got a little better ratings. The previous week, it was 2.45 million. Last night, it was close to 2.6 million viewers for WWE. Wow. And you guys had mentioned about the NCAA and the yeah. fact that there's tournament money that's being missed. There was a great article, USA Today, today saying the NCAA years ago had the foresight to start planning for yes, some known, yeah. unknown catastrophic event. And by 2014 the NCAA had piled up nearly $400 million as a cushion, a hedge against any massive loss of revenue from their March Madness. However, they don't have it anymore because at the direction of the Governing Board of College Presidents, the NCAA already distributed that money out to the schools. And and, in a lawsuit, too. uh, Certainly with legal settlements as well. There was one professor from North Carolina quoted in the article saying, the NCAA is going to be fine. It's the membership. That won't, maybe. Yeah. The NCAA is going to have future tournaments. They're going to have sponsorship, but the schools are going to have some belt tightening now. Athletic department budgets will be smaller, and a lot of mid majors desperately uh, rely on these dollars that the NCAA, that conferences get from March Madness. Anyway, the UFC news uh, that Eric mentioned is big. Now, the Nevada State Athletic Commission had already held an emergency meeting today Mm -hmm. and initially suspended any scheduled combat sports in that state through March 25th, and that's when they're going to meet again. They said nothing about whether the UFC was going to continue to hold its events in Nevada as planned. The plan for UFC, which is adamant about continuing all of its fight cards, was that they were going to hold events in Las Vegas at their own facility, no fans, not in right. a big arena on March 28th and on April 11th. Those two cards were previously scheduled for other cities. The next big event, the pay-per-view in Brooklyn was due to be with Khabib on April 18th, and now Dana White UFC president says for starters next weekend in London is not happening. They're still working on a new venue, they're still working on a new card. They have to they hope to have a couple new options. By tomorrow morning for the Khabib fight, but it appears Brooklyn's out. It appears Vegas is out.
6: Oh, did you see Hoboken uh, is on a curfew? No, you can't go out between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. I believe.
12: Really, in New Jersey? Yeah. Wow. It's because
6: no, that's too many Hoboken now, not New Jersey. just Hoboken.
7: It's but... because too many knuckleheads are actually going out and hanging out at bars and living their
12: normal lives. Well, Actually, Italy with uh, the numbers going up so much, Italy reported its biggest day-to-day jump in cases of COVID-19. The, the reporters were told by national health authorities today, nearly 3,500 new cases cool. in 24 hours. A 20% increase in cases in Italy from one day before. So they're way over 20,000 cases now. And part of the problem, Aaron, is they cite irresponsible behavior by the Italian citizens, even though they've had that lockdown and restrictions on personal movement. They were
6: singing from the balconies. That was beautiful. Yeah, but we're talking
12: about going out, especially (laughs) after schools were closed. People were hanging out together in town squares, ski resorts, headed to the beach, and the cases are way, way up. By the way, the I mean, uh, smoking cigarettes, too. but the, that's Yes, that's well, that's a separate <laughs> thing. The good news about NBA referee Courtney Kirkland's coronavirus results. It came back negative. So doctors have finally cleared him to leave Sacramento, according to ESPN. Kirkland had been there since the game against New Orleans was postponed. So he's cleared to resume all activities. No restrictions. He was one of the rest for a Utah Jazz game in Salt Lake City on Monday. The first NBA player to test positive for coronavirus was Utah center Rudy Gobert. He is donating $500,000 to the employee relief fund at his team's arena and also to social services. Utah's Donovan Mitchell, who also tested positive for the virus this week, says he's feeling fine in isolation. Mitchell says he's just playing video games all day and taking the proper precautions. And Pistons forward Christian Wood has reportedly tested positive today for coronavirus. coronavirus because he played against utah and a lot of time against rudy gobert directly last saturday but
7: but 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 but. we have to be very careful because this is something that's driving me nuts with this whole topic and conversation just because they played together, these guys travel. There's no definitive proof that he got it from Rudy Gobert. Correct.
12: However, and, go ahead. Uh, he, However yes, he has been in self-isolation since Wednesday night. And, of course, Utah Jazz are at the center of all this. So in an NBA, you're correct. Traveling and all of that has nothing to do with sports. In an NBA context, that's where things point because sure, he's a frontline sense. player. He's not a guard, et cetera. Uh, and too bad for many reasons, including basketball reasons. If you've seen any Detroit games or box scores, since they traded Andre Drummond early last month, this guy, Christian Wood, has been sensational in getting playing time. And he's up for a the best contract of his career, obviously, for next season. And are we all assuming, the three of us, that the NBA is going to, at some point, continue its season this year? No, I'm not assuming that. You think I- that the NBA could, in in a month-plus, actually say, no, we're done?
6: I don't know if they have a choice.
7: I Not am assuming yeah, I think they will they may play be forced to. I am assuming they will play. I don't think it's a hundred percent. Like if, if you told me uh, that, yeah, if you gave me a percentage, I, would, I wouldn't I would take 100% that they're back, but I would assume they will be back,
12: yes. Well, things really are on hold. The Athletic yesterday had said the NBA's moratorium on league business is due to be in effect until April 10th, so that's no trades or signings in the meantime. The NHL still believes its games will resume at some point and that a Stanley Cup will be awarded still this year. The ECHL canceled the rest of its yes, season tonight. Minor league hockey, that's 26 teams. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com. Easily, and uh, with these two final notes, the NFL Players Union voting deadline has passed tonight. They're considering whether to vote yes on the new CBA, as the owners did. And Rick Pitino is the new head basketball coach at Iona, (laughs) a New York native. Uh, Interesting note from Stats Inc. that Rick Pitino joins an Iona program. That yes, they've made the tournament a lot. The guy who just stepped down for health reasons was in the tournament a lot. But Iona has a current 13 game losing streak in the NCAA tournament. Longest streak ever. So Patino goes to yet another coach, uh, to be the coach of yet another school, I should say. This will be his sixth. That he's been a head coach at. So that's number two on the list of national champion coaches, Tubby Smith, seven different schools.
6: Nice. Back to you. I like that. Thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% of more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Dan says, hey, stinking genius, instead of living your lavish lifestyle, how about you donate from your overinflated, undeserving salary? To blue collar arena workers you're not charitable like nba players are you're more like the jeff bezos only concerned about your profits
7: uh well that's certainly a take um i mean you do work seven days a week i mean would would uh you know one day's salary be that big of a deal for you to donate to uh the good of course, people of yeah. burlington
6: you're going to you going to compare me to Jeff Bezos. You've got there must be another but, Jeff Bezos I'm not thinking about, huh?
7: Yeah, by the way, I was thinking about this when Desager was talking about uh, all the stuff that's been canceled. Did you see Arash Markazi from the uh, LA Times? He put out an article of he went to the Westgate Sportsbook today in Vegas and they're literally putting out lines with of any sport that is being played anywhere in the world right now. So oh, they were saying like the KHL, which is like the Russian Hockey League. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Mexican, I guess the Mexican uh, soccer league is the most popular thing that people bet are betting right now. So they, um, so you know, they're putting out first half lines and spreads and this and that. I'm going to put
6: out lines on the Williston Central School.
7: You should. Okay, there you go. Now you, now you can tell your coworker that you talked about him, and we can move on
6: from Oh, uh, come on now. You know you'd like to bet that, Torres. No. Bet against the team i on. I'll take the team that I bet against the Oh, Brady's yeah. Team.
7: If, if you give a definitive pick, then I'll bet against it for sure, but otherwise yeah. I'm not really that interested. Uh
6: Wow. You're so Sorry. mean to me. No. Uh, Tom Brady, I'm supposed to get to some Tom – I've been teasing it for like a half hour. And bad job by you. We
7: haven't even talked Rick Pitino yet. You've been teasing that at least an hour. Well, what hour. do you
6: think is more important than Rick Patino? It's got to be Tom Brady because now they say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are even Vegas odds mm-hmm. numbers uh, to get him along with the Patriots. So they're both the favorites now to land Tom Brady. And now there's a push by the Chargers. Um, the money that the Patriots supposedly offered Tom Brady, a one-year $23 million contract contract, is an insult to Tom Brady and a spit in his eye, uh slap to the face. No way I'm coming back to the Patriots after that offer.
7: Well, isn't there some kind of thing where they can't offer him more because of the cap hit or something that he's essentially That's gonna by be
6: by next Wednesday it'll cost him an extra thirteen million against the cap if they don't sign him before then?
7: Yeah. I mean, first of all, the Bucks feel weird, doesn't it? Like what what, what is what is the selling point with the Bucks? I guess well, it's the, Bruce because Arian, they,
6: they will give him the the thirty million Year, they'll give him the two year contract and they'll let him get the pieces around him. And they've got some good receivers, they do.
7: Did you see the report that <laughs> this was from, I guess, Diana Rossini from uh, ESPN? Yes, that, I did. That he wants play, he wants to help make player personnel decisions right. and have uh, play calling responsibility.
6: Well, I can understand the play calling responsibility. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that.
7: Yeah, that one I don't have as much of a problem with as player personnel. Like, is he really picking the, the the fourth corner, the nickel corner on the roster? or like, No. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it felt a little weird, you know?
6: He just wants to know, do we got the running back set? Do I – excuse me, uh, the wide receiver set? Do I have to get myself a running back? And are we okay on the offensive line? I don't see Tom Brady saying – got to go get that uh, offensive tackle from Clemson in round four. I, I don't see that, you know?
7: He's sitting there with Bruce Arians breaking yeah. down film of, uh, yeah, the offensive tackle from Clemson, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on with Tom Brady. Uh, we'll see if the league year opens as planned. It'll be interesting if they if they do as planned start free agency this week because teams, you know, officials can't really travel, players can't really travel, so it'll be interesting to see what happens.
6: Um matter of fact we'll talk about maybe Brady should retire when it's all said and done we'll do that next hour but coming up next we'll see what Steve DeSager is going to make on up i don't know what the hell he's going to tell us but uh, it's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio
8: I'm Katya Adler host of The Global Story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the Middle East political and economic crises in Europe drug cartels in Mexico
4: Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
9: What's up? I'm John Wall.
0: And
4: I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast
0: presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
10: Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like You see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going to guard. And
3: then on I'm top of it, like that, see that.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point
3: Game. I remember you came my room crying tears. Crying tears. <laughs> I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
9: you what know? I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You didn't admit it. Ain't it? <laughs>
11: Or download the app today. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio
6: Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. All right, let's check in with Steve DeSager. Time for the Animal Thunderdome. What's going on? Oh, wait, that's Clay Travis. That's my bad. I'm sorry about that. Thank you. That's Thank you very much.
12: The UFC news at the Dana White interview with SportsCenter, that next weekend's card is not going to be happening in London anymore. And also... They hope to have a couple new options by tomorrow morning for the Khabib pay-per-view fight of next month. It appears that Brooklyn and Vegas are off the table for that as far as the the coronavirus. I'm here in Burlington, Vermont. uh, Yeah, give it a shot.
6: Other uh, than we have everybody come up, it's, no, let's not do that. Let's pass it'd on It be that. the
12: same yeah. as those empty audiences that they're talking about. Wow. By the way, you were talking about the actual betting on Mexican league soccer because that's yeah. about the only thing going. Other leagues around the world have suspended play. I mean, UFC was ready to go and hold fights in, in England, but soccer's English Premier League suspended all matches until next month. Mexico's still going. In fact, they started the weekend with a couple of games in which fans were still in attendance, and now they've announced that the rest of their matches this weekend will play, be played with no fans. So that includes one league game that was due to have around 60,000 fans at Azteca Stadium this weekend. They'll still play the game. Cleveland State's women's basketball coach Chris Kilesmeyer has tested positive for coronavirus. Pistons forward Christian Wood reportedly tested positive today for coronavirus. How
6: many is that NBA players? That is is three. three?
12: The two for Utah, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, who says he's feeling fine in isolation. As far as Wood of the Pistons, who played against Utah last Saturday night. AP says he's feeling fine. Worldwide, as far as this pandemic, it has killed more than 5,700 people Mm. and infected more than 150,000 people. By the way, prompted by concerns over the new coronavirus in Alaska, they're asking fans not to fly to the finish of this week's Iditarod race. It's due to finish this week. They say don't fly to Nome because they've just had their first positive test, somebody coming in on a cargo plane from outside the U.S. So they're going to wow. finish the race. If you're not aware, it's the sled dog race that goes across Alaska. It's an amazing thing and a huge point of pride for people in Alaska. They'll still finish in Nome, but they're are, saying are skip people the betting finish. on the Iditarod?
6: Why aren't you betting on <laughs> exactly.
12: that? Exactly. Vegas, get on that. Yeah, for get Aunt on Love. that. I, I did see the article that next month's annual run in Arizona to benefit the Pat Tillman Foundation has been converted to a virtual race that is competitors are being asked to run the distance on their own, wherever they choose, 4.2 miles, honoring the late number 42. Usually it starts and ends at Arizona State's football stadium, where he played, and they finish at the 42-yard line. But none of that this year. The registered runners are still going to get their race medal and T-shirt Pat's run raises money for the Tillman Scholar So they just program. time themselves
6: now, is it what Correct. you're calling it? Correct, and me? they
12: say post, post it and then we can kind of cheer for you yeah, virtually yeah. in that Wait way. Wait till you
6: see my time. Yeah, <laughs>
12: My, tr- my trainer right.
6: was Rosie Ruiz. So With the, yeah, go. the
12: one who <laughs> uh, jumped in toward the end of the Boston Marathon. Nobody knows
6: what the hell I'm talking about. Torres is like, what's he talking about? I know I'm Rosie like, Ruiz. Oh, you have no idea. That's one but of yeah, the great she scandals. Yeah, she
7: cut corners just like you have done your whole career on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know all about Rosie Uh, Ruiz. You're the Rosie Ruiz of Sports Sports Talk Radio. Radio, Okay, okay, Sager. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go ahead.
12: The Pro Football Hall of Fame will be closed. The museum for nearly two weeks starting Monday. The baseball hall will close after tomorrow. Now, the football hall's first fan fest was due to be held next week, and that was already called off. The NFL's Hall of Fame game. Canton, Ohio, is scheduled for August 6th. That's Cowboys against the Steelers. Tickets went on sale yesterday for the annual weekend there, including the ceremony. Some of the packages are already sold out. That's not like it's happening in the next few weeks. That's August the 6th in Canton. Going into the hall this year, included in the class Jimmy of 2020, Johnson. Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cower and Troy Polamalu. So it's a Steelers-Cowboys matchup on purpose and included in the special centennial class are former safeties Cliff Harris of Dallas, Donnie Shell of Pittsburgh. Oh, man, we got to have that game. And we are a long ways off from that. And of course, we'll have the NBA Finals probably ending on August 5th and then go to the NFL Hall of Fame game right after that, the way things are going. But who knows? And again, the NFL Players Union voting deadline was tonight about midnight Eastern time. They consider the new CBA. Owners have already approved it. There's no guarantee that there's an announcement this weekend, but you cannot submit your ballot anymore.
6: When are we going to get the, the final count on that, DeSager?
12: Well, they don't have the city working like at your normal voting station. So I'm not expecting ballots to come in and say 20 percent of the precincts are reporting. And yeah, the NFL do that players the show. say. <laughs> yeah,
6: I like that.
12: Uh, right. And uh, also, will the new league year still start Wednesday?
6: All right. Thanks a lot, DeSager. Two hours are in the books. This is just flown on by it. Boy, this is non sports stuff. This is a piece of cake, Torres. You want uh-huh. to get in, uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. The Power Hour is coming up next. Get ready for that. Plus, Bernie Fratto is still going to stop on by. That's next, also, here on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, oh, good evening, everyone. It is the Power Hour of the show as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It is the power hour of the show, and it's a busy hour. Bernie Fratto will stop on by live from Vegas. What's going on in Vegas? Bernie will tell you. Not much. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. Bernie's got a lot to say. How are the casinos doing? Bernie will tell you that's coming up. Also, I thought we'd have a little fun at the bottom of the hour. AAA, ask Aaron and Arnie anything. Actually, that's aAAA Thank Wouldn't goodness, because
7: AA is something bad. Triple A already is taken. So ask four A's. Yeah.
6: Ask Aaron and Arnie anything.
7: That sounds like a a, a place that you milk cows, the 4A Club, right? I like
6: that though. So if you have any questions, you could tweet that in at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stink Genius One. Any question you want to ask us. Um, you could start sending that in now, and we'll get to that at the bottom of the hour. Forget a lot of those. Uh, we'll have fun with that, you know, uh, and anything it could be on. So, like, how I could put up, how I could stand Torres, stuff like that, so.
7: Okay. Uh, yeah, first of all, uh, I think people should be asking <laughs> me that, not the other way around, but neither yeah, here nor so there. I
6: want to see a lot of those. Ask Aaron and Arnie anything. That could be a regular feature on the show, you know what I mean? I kind of like, I just kind of made that up off the top of my head.
7: I like it. I'm into it. I dig it.
6: You know, a a a a. Why why not do some of that? Uh, Chris Plank is texting me like crazy. For the first time in eight years, my Sunday partner sent me an email about uh, uh, what we should do on the show tomorrow. Eight years, um, and we don't. We've only talked on the phone like three times, and I've never met Chris Plank. We've been doing the show eight years, and today he decides I better send an email because no sports is going on. He must be losing his marbles. You gotta have that friend um or that person you know that is so in the sports. That's Chris Plank. I mean, he has nothing. Forget about the baseball, football, basketball, hockey. He also does Oklahoma women's softball. Um he's got he doesn't have that. He doesn't have track and field. He's got nothing. Absolutely nothing. And to make it worse, he's got three kids. So he's gotta be oh, pulling his hair out.
7: That's tough. Yeah. I'll say this is I have no interest in life besides sports but <laughs> no because interest, but... yeah no because there's been news in college basketball I've been busy the last few days I think once we get to about Thursday when some of the coaching stuff dies down because I think if if schools haven't fired their coaches yet they're not going to fire them at this point because they want right. to wait till this thing goes so I think once we get to about Thursday that's when I'll be in Chris playing mode I'll be I'll be emailing you on for Saturday's show on Thursday uh, with a hundred different ideas none of them driving in cars with customers or anything like that. though. You I see, probably.
6: we have it easy because we just do the weekends. We're weekend schlubs. It's the guys that do Monday through Friday every day for three hours that may have it a little bit tough trying to maneuver through this period with no sports going on.
7: Oh, yeah. No, I agree, and it'll be interesting. I give all those guys credit. It's not going to be easy, uh, but, you know, whatever. We'll, first of all, we'll see because we say there's no sports, but the NFL could potentially uh, – free agency could start all that stuff. Plus, we got That's-
6: UFC. Dana White's going strong, baby. Let me let me ask you this: what and not to be doom and gloom. What is your prediction on what's going to happen? Because I'm starting to think that we're not going to have an NBA regular season as well as an NHL regular season. Now I'm starting to think we might not even have NBA or NHL playoffs. Baseball said at the earliest May first. I'm starting to think that maybe earliest. June or July, or maybe All-Star break, excuse me, if we have a baseball season. Otherwise, we may not get any seasons until we start NFL or college football.
7: So I just found an interesting thread on Twitter, and I can't seem to find it now that I actually need to talk about it. But basically, what what it said was very simply this, is that um, this next week is going to really set the tone going forward because essentially, um, you know, as we kind of, quote-unquote, socially distance ourselves, work from home, all that stuff – The people that have the illness or have had the illness in their system, we should have a pretty good feel in the next few days, uh, you know, the next week or so, who those people are, are that are sick. And so I would think if that was the case, and if we are actually practicing social distancing and not going out to bars and doing all that stuff, then essentially what you would hope is that in the next week, the people that have the symptoms... Uh, they start to show them, and certainly we hope nobody does, nobody, whatever, but it's going to happen inevitably. Um, and then over the next two weeks, they work, you know, they identify the symptoms and work them out of their bodies. So kind of what I just read online, which came from a medical professional, is the hope that within like three weeks, this is under control. Uh, so what does that mean? A month from now at the earliest? Be, let's
6: say, if today's March 14th, 21st, 28th, let's say April 3rd roughly, give or take. Say something like that. Yeah, no, I mean and that's what I'm... And then then what? You think we'll start back up April 3rd or that week
7: of or something like that? No, I think think the goal from everything that I've read and I know that's going to sound crazy, Arnie, I'm not a doctor, but um, I think the goal is if everybody does what they're supposed to do, we can get this thing under control in two or three weeks and then maybe another week or two after that we can get back to normalcy. That's just what I've read uh, I don't claim to be a doctor, but hopefully that's true. So I would say hopefully by the middle of April, maybe.
6: All right, And again, you want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. And like I said, ask Aaron and Arnie anything. I'm relying on you guys to come up with some really good questions um, and help us out here. Because I think that kind of be a fun segment. Um, I want to ask you real quick about Rudy. We haven't talked about Rudy Gobert. Uh, seems like a lot of people are coming down hard on Rudy Uh, Look, he was just having fun clowning around. Yes. Is he a knucklehead for doing all that stuff? Of course he is. But by no means did he mean uh, on purpose to spread this virus around uh, like some people are putting out there.
7: Yeah. No one. I agree 100 percent. I think that it's easy for us in hindsight to say, oh, you know, how could he do that? How? Why did he not take it seriously? None of us were taking it seriously a week ago. Let's be honest. If if everyone uh, is looking at themselves in the mirror right now, nobody was taking this thing seriously a week ago. I mean, if I had told you on our air last week, Arnie, every major sport would be canceled by the time that you come back. We come back on air on Saturday. You would have thought it was crazy. The other thing I would say with Rudy Gobert, yeah. is I'm reading all these articles about, oh, you know, he the the whole Utah Jazz locker room might be torn apart because he gave this illness to Donovan Mitchell. Let's slow down with that. As I told DeSager Sager a couple segments ago, you know, the bottom line is very simply this is that this virus can be in your system for up to two weeks. Most people are before you show any symptoms. many people don't show symptoms at all. Donovan Mitchell, as a matter of fact, today, said that he's actually feeling pretty good. But I bring it up because everybody wants to turn Rudy uh, Gobert into this bad guy, and we always want to look for somebody to blame when something bad happens. We have no proof that he gave it to Donovan Mitchell. They could have gotten it from each. They could have gotten it from each other. Uh, Donovan Mitchell could have given it to Rudy Gobert. They could have gotten it separately. Uh, and I think Rudy Gobert is taking way too much heat because he he didn't take this thing seriously.
6: Yeah, but look, it was kind of a clownish move the way he was touching all the microphones. But you just and-
7: said it wasn't a big deal 30 seconds ago, so don't don't flip but on no, me no, like no, that just I for the sake of that, conversation.
6: It's still a clownish move, though. I mean, it was kind of stupid for him to touch everything. I'm I'm just not pinning everything on him like he's patient zero or something like that, though, you know?
7: I wish we had the ability to play back sound from about 30 seconds ago when you said, yeah, it was clownish behavior, but it's not that big of a deal. I don't yeah, it isn't, him.
6: though. It, it's still clownish behavior. I mean, he was touching everything. I mean, you know you know. You it, literally just said contagious?
7: thirty set like thirty seconds before I talked that while it was clownish behavior, he's taking too much heat. You know, you literally just said that, right?
6: Right, right. He's ta- he's taking a lot of heat. He's taking a lot. It was clownish behavior, though. Are you doubting that? It was, it was clownish behavior. Through, though.
7: But don't flip what you just said a minute no, no. ago. When don't you when you are flipping a little bit. You like to do this whenever I agree with you too much. You just decide to completely go against what you said twenty seconds before. For the sake of conversation it was a bad move by rudy gobert he was immature but like i said a minute ago none of us were taking this thing seriously a week ago none of us could have ever imagined that this country let alone the sports you know the the sports world let alone this country would be the state that it's in a week ago and he's taken way too much heat for being a goofball about it like we all were a week ago
6: all right i want to finish up on tom brady let me ask you this uh you The uh, reporter, what was her name again? Rossini, I I forget who. Yeah,
7: Diana Rossini from Diana Rossini.
6: She also in that report said that there was more teams that Tom Brady was interested in than teams interested in Tom Brady. Now, I don't believe that. But with the whole coronavirus and the way things are going, let's say that there aren't a lot of teams interested in Tom Brady. Do you say to yourself, you know what, instead of playing for Tampa, or taking a one-year contract from the Patriots because they're offering me a horrible deal, maybe it is time to walk away. Maybe I don't need to deal with football with this whole coronavirus thing, a um, oh, one-year deal. I just brought a production company. I got TB12. I could still walk without a limp. I, 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 it's not like I've have I'm loopy from concussions. Maybe it is time to walk away, or does that not change anything right now?
7: I don't think he should walk away if he feels like he st- can still play, that he still wants to play, and that somebody's willing to pay him. I mean, listen, there are people listening right now, Arnie, that say, Arnie Spanier, you should walk away. It's time. You've had your moment in the sun. You stink. I don't know what they'd say. I don't know. I'm not going to put words in custom- in uh, listeners' mouths. But if you still feel like you can do this and somebody's willing to pay you, who are you to say that you should – somebody should – who are somebody else to say that you should or should not step down?
6: Well, we do that all the time when it comes to – um, whether guys should retire and we share our... our
7: opinions but if they still have the opportunity to make money they still keep doing it
6: well but tom doesn't need the money you know that i know that we know what his wife makes we know what he's made you know it's, i'm know not that... talking
7: about the money you know i'm not talking about the money I'm i talk... know
6: that but, that but that's another reason why he should walk away if he's so, got the money if he's somebody, somebody still is
7: willing to employ you to do what you love
6: and somebody's willing to employ you, keep doing it as long as you can do it. Yeah, but doesn't that hurt his legacy? Does he really want to finish in a place like Tampa? And is Tampa really going to take him to the Super Bowl, or is he really just killing time so he could play another year or two? Are they really Super Bowl ready? Be honest, Torres. No, but – You know, what
7: is New England without Tom Brady? They're Belichick, but I don't know. So what I was going to say, though, was I don't buy this nonsense that it's going to ruin his legacy to end his career in Tampa or Vegas or wherever he signs. How many people still – every day I turn on the TV and I hear MJ versus LeBron – and nobody talks about MJ's years in Washington. Right. Willie Mays finished with who the Mets. the Mets. Yeah. Patrick Ewing did not finish his career with the Knicks. He played for the Sonics and the Orlando Magic. Hakeem Olajuwon Jerry played.
6: Jerry Rice with Seattle and Denver.
7: Nobody taught. Everyone remembers Jerry Rice as a 49er. And it, it will be on the back of Tom Brady's football card if they still make such a thing. But... Uh, it's not going to impact his legacy if he goes to Tampa for a year and they go 9-7. and seven.
6: Yeah, but what is it going to accomplish? So You've been to the Super Bowl nine times. You've won six of them. Um, does he really want but, to well, he-
7: But th- let me give you the counter. You say, what does it accomplish if they don't? But what if they do? What if he does go to a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What if he does win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That actually completely changes his legacy. Wouldn't you agree on that?
6: What, that he could win without Bill Belichick is what you're saying?
7: If he goes to Tampa Bay, which I believe has made the playoffs once since they won the Super Bowl, and he wins a Super Bowl? Right. There's no doubt who's the greatest of all time. There's no doubt that he did it without Bill Belichick. There's no doubt. What happens if he has to play Belichick in the Super Bowl? <laughs> and he beat him? Oh, when, my goodness. Can you imagine?
6: Winner takes off. Belichick wins. He's the greatest. If Brady wins, he's the greatest.
7: That's what I'm saying, though. So, I mean, <laughs> I say this. He makes them a lot more interesting than Jameis Winston. So, well, well, t- I take that back. Jameis Winston is interesting. It's because he's going to throw the ball to the other team. But, um I think it's the opposite. You're saying, well, w- will it hurt his legacy? I think it only enhances legacy. Imagine if he t- actually took that organization to the Super Bowl.
6: Yeah, but what happens if they play? By the way, next year's Super Bowl in Tampa.
7: There you go. That's why. Home field advantage. No,
6: I, have kidding, a better, I have a better chance of dating supermodels before Tom Brady goes to Tampa and leads the Buccaneers well, listen, to the Super Bowl in Tampa. Come on now.
7: He already does date a supermodel, so we <laughs> got to check the next thing off his bucket list.
6: Uh, You want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm in stinking genius one straight out of Vegas. He comes up at the top of the hour, but he's going to join us next. Bernie Fratto. What is it like there in Vegas? What are people betting on? What are they going to do next? How much money are they losing? Are the sports book closing and some other stuff? All that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio
2: from BBC Radio 4.
4: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with AMAX.
9: What's up? I'm John Wall.
0: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all?
3: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all.
9: I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because then I
0: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd.
6: All right, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. With no limit to how much will match, millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover Cash Back Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll get to some tweets at the bottom of the hour, plus a a few coming in on Ask Aaron and Arnie. Anything, though. Most of them are just kind of ripping you, Torres, so I uh, I, I many, yeah
7: Yeah, people are still mad at me because I, I bulk grocery shop, so I'm <laughs> sorry, America. I did what my—listen, I'm trying to be a good husband. I'm trying to do what my wife tells me, okay? I'm going to be in quarantine with her for the next two weeks. I got to do my best to make her happy.
6: Let's get to our guest. He comes up at the top of the hour straight out of Vegas. It's our buddy, Bernie Fratto. How you doing, Bernie?
1: I'm a glass half full, guys. Uh, I, you know, I got up this morning, read the paper. My name was not in the obituary column, so I had breakfast. So we're good to go.
6: Bertie, By but the way, Arnie, I yeah. will say
1: this, though. It has not been this crazy since the 1919 NHL playoffs were canceled between the Montreal Canadiens and the Seattle Metropolitans because of the Spanish flu, which killed 50 million people. What do you yeah. remember
6: about that, Arnie? Oh, God. Yeah. I was uh, middle aged back then. <laughs> Bertie, um, I know you sent us a picture of the sports books. Are yes. the sports books actually closing? or the, so I hear that they're maybe taking bets on some obscure stuff. What's going on out there? Are people still coming to Vegas? Are they playing the table games? Or are they playing blackjack and poker? Or are they not doing anything? What's going on? Well, the sports
1: books are not closing. And I looked at the board yesterday. I was in a couple of the sports books, and there was action on the UFC. And uh, some some European soccer and horse racing, if you're into that. But let's not kid around here. This is a real kick to the gut, uh, in the sense that last March, in March 2019, Las Vegas Sportsbooks had a handle of 498 million, with wow. a profit of 36 million, and fully 70 percent of that handle, or about 349 million, was wagered specifically. On March Madness games alone, wow! Now that represented 11% of the entire year's profit. So let's not
7: 11% of the entire year.
1: Yes. Wow. Yes. So we're talking about a major, major hit here. Although, Arnie, believe it or not, Friday at William Hill, a better walk down. Now this is a guy that's an optimist. He put five thousand down to win ninety grand that the Toronto Maple Leafs would hoist the cup this year. So there's a belief that, uh, you know, hockey will be back. But keep in mind there are rules here, and we'll go over it in a minute, because right now the books, they're more focused on refunding all these futures bets for the leagues and the NCAA that won't take
6: place. Absolutely. Go ahead, ahead, Torres.
7: No, I was going to say give us some examples, because I know people that have San Diego State futures, Dayton futures. What's going to happen with those?
1: Let's start with the NCAA. First of all, all futures bets are being refunded. The only – uh totals bets season totals bets have been settled because all the season totals bets are for the regular season only not including conference tournaments or the big dance so it's another double whammy for the books because you know on the whole the books are pissed because futures bets are not only a great source of profit but you know it's it's a lead-in to more action for march madness so Here's the situation. If you're a better, and not all betters are happy, because I know a guy that had Dayton at 200 to 1. Wow. Now that's some great hedge opportunities. Dayton wow. would have been uh, a number one seed. I'm sure you agree with that, Aaron. So yeah. at 200 to 1, you're either holding a great ticket for a team that legitimately could have won it all, or you've got some great hedge opportunities. On the other hand, I know a prominent bookmaker here who had North Carolina to win it all before the season at 25 to 1. So he's happy. So he's getting a <laughs> refund, right? But then in the NBA and NHL, it gets a little dicier because the rules on the NBA and NHL season win totals and division odds state clearly that, quote, teams must play 82 regular season games for action. So keep one thing in mind now because if you'll notice what Adam Silver said the other day was that, quote, the games were postponed, not canceled, postponed. So I'm holding on hope that the NBA still has a full 82-game season, because if they don't, let's say you're one of the guys that was smart enough to get on the Warriors to miss the playoffs, plus 400. Can you imagine that? There were three max bets played at three different books back in, I think it was June of last year. But the point of the matter is this. If you if not all 82 games are played, that bet is voided. Same with the over-under on the Warriors, 47 wins. So when they shut this thing down the other day, the Warriors were 15 and 50, so even if they won the remaining 17 games, if they played them all, are 32 and 50. That game's go- or that bet's going way under. But if they don't play the 82 games, even though clearly they never could have made it anyway, that bet is void. That'll piss some betters off. By the way, all futures bets on conference and title odds will be considered action in the NBA, despite the shortened season. So. The only way that you'd lose out on those is if a championship game is not played, then all bets will be refunded.
6: Bernie, what about you, RJ Bell, Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers? Do you guys just are not going to bet for the next four to six weeks? or you guys without a job now or what?
1: No, there's still a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm going to delve into quite a bit of that uh, tonight. And uh, Sleepy uh, has had some pretty good uh, bets on the rugby leagues. and now These rugby aren't in Vegas. Leagues. Well, you know, this is where you have to go offshore, right? This is where <laughs> guys are going to continue to bet in faraway places. Uh, I'm not. But I think, you look, you know what's interesting is this this industry, as it were, does not have an off season. So now it's going to be an opportunity for guys to sharpen their ax I'm of the belief, again, I'm a glass-half-full guy, I think we're going to see games again. I think the NHL will be back first sometime between April 15th and May 1st I think the NBA will be back during that time, and I think Major League Baseball will start before that. And, you know, they'll reschedule the Masters. They'll reschedule the Kentucky Derby. I'm sick about March Madness. What are you going to do? How about the guy holding 250-1 to, to win the national title for Utah State? Oh. Again, there's another situation. How about there are people that have the Red Wings to miss the playoffs, minus 400. At their current pace, the Red Wings would need about 180 games, to get to 97 (laughs) points, that's going to be what's going to be required to make the playoffs Uh. in the Eastern Conference. And finally, these betters better hope that Major League Baseball plays at least 160 games. They have a little different rule for that. As long as you play 160 games, there's, quote, action. You could have got the Red Sox under 94 wins four months ago, so heavily bet. It was Their win total was down to 83 wins in some places, and I don't even know if they're going to get that but, high. So, but, Bernie,
6: I was going to say, can't they just readjust the futures for baseball? Let's say baseball goes, okay, we're going to play 120 games. Can't uh, the books say, okay, we're going to redo the over-unders. Now you guys can get down on some action.
1: Absolutely, Ernie.
6: You, you, you're at
1: your spot on. They will certainly recalibrate this when the games start, when they're announced starting, and, of course, That will happen when they know if they're going to actually play 162 games or it's going to be a shortened season or whatever. But I'm alluding to this isn't all just on the books, Crying the Blues, as as they have a right to. These are on betters too, because there's a lot of tickets out there that are actual bets, actual preseason prop bets, as I just mentioned, from the NBA, the NCAA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball. That individual betters are holding that they could have profited from as well, and they're going to lose out. So, Bernie, what do
7: you plan on doing with your free time here? I mean, you mentioned that some betters are already prepping for football or you know whatever. What are you just going to be doing over the next couple of weeks? You want to come to L.A. and hang? What are you going to do? What are you
1: doing? <laughs> <laughs> I find plenty of ways to stay busy. I got up today. I. I still continue my boxing and working out, you know, I'm kind of vain. I don't want to get a gut, you Look know. At so you.
6: I got to do th- Bernie I got to do th-
7: jacked by the way. I invited him out to a restaurant, offered to buy him a beer and he wouldn't do it. I mean, that's the kind of guy wow. he t- yeah, takes himself was, seriously.
6: It's not because he was taking himself seriously. He just didn't want to hang out with you, Torres. That's no,
7: crazy. he showed up. He just refused to drink. So take that,
1: Arnie well, no, that, that is fair, Arnie. You know, look, let's put a rain check on that because uh, my day drinking days are behind me. But I'll still tip a <laughs> few with it, buddy, sometime. Well, and we'll Arnie, see. you come on out. You know, the, the the invitation is there, guys. You could fire a cannon down the strip tonight and not hit anybody. So come on out. The rates yeah. are good. We'll have a nice dinner on me. And we'll have a little, we'll have a little nosh, have a little fun. But look, before you know it, honestly, uh, free agency in the NFL is going to kick in. Before you know it, the hot stove will be ready to go for baseball. I actually think, I just have a feeling, once this gets out a couple of weeks, the Natives are going to get restless, they're going to get this thing figured out, and the games will be back.
6: Birdie, one last thing. Are, are you keeping your eye on the Tom Brady thing? Now we hear that Tampa's like even money along with the Patriots. Are our, our betters like, okay, I better get some down action on, on the Chargers or on the – um, Buccaneers, or or no, you're just still sitting back and waiting?
1: I'm very much watching it because uh, there are multiple teams who have, you know, been part of this whole narrative, and you have to break each one down individually and ask yourself, what would be the team's motivation? Is it a business motivation like the Chargers would be, or is it a football motivation where the like the Colts or Titans or even Bruce Arians of Tampa Bay would be? I don't think anybody knows anything for the simple reason We just simply don't know what these other teams are prepared to offer Tom Brady and if he's going to take the money or stay true to his basic premise that he wants to win one more Super Bowl. And at the end of the day, still can't rule out the Patriots, although one of my moles told me they're going to lowball him. They're going to offer him a one-year deal, and it's not going to be for a lot.
6: Yep, that's for sure. He's Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas joining us at the top of the hour. He's got the show. Make sure you tune on in. It is certainly a great listen. Bernie, always a pleasure. We'll speak to you or we'll hear you at the top of the hour.
1: And you can be sure I'll be listening to you guys all, you know, next week
6: as well. So there's my three hours. There you go. Bertie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. Final check in with the Sager. See what's trending, what's happening out there at the Sager. We'll
12: get to hoops news later, but a lot of p- football news to pass along as the NFL Players Union voting deadline was tonight about midnight Eastern time as they considered the new collective bargaining agreement, which owners already approved. We could get the results of the players' vote tomorrow. The union agreement would be passed with a simple majority of yes votes. That would expand the regular season and playoffs in the future, among other things. The NFL's new league year still scheduled to start on Wednesday afternoon. NFL teams have until Monday to tag one of their players. The Redskins, for example, today franchise tag guard Brandon Scherf after failing to sign him to a long-term deal. He's ended up on injured reserve each of the past two seasons. The Giants gave linebacker David Mayo a three-year extension. Former Eagles guard Chance Warmack will try a comeback after sitting out last year according to NFL Network. Free agency negotiations can begin in the league Monday, assuming none of these dates are pushed back. The Pro Football Hall of Fame Museum will be closed for nearly two weeks starting Monday, and the baseball hall will close after tomorrow. Oklahoma running back Trey Sermon, who led the Sooners in rushing TDs back in 2018, will now transfer, he announced today. He's coming off a knee injury in November after only starting about half the games last season. Sermon will be a grad transfer, so he'd be able to play right away at his new school. Rick Pitino is the new head basketball coach at Iona. He's a New York native. Iona in New Rochelle, New York. The previous head coach, Tim Clues, stepped down yesterday after You know Jeff
6: Ruland? though. that was way before that. He was huh?
12: player and coach at Iona for many <laughs> years, both, it seems. But Clues ruined. had uh, missed the whole season for health reasons. Jeff Ruland was, what, 6'10"? And so you had a huge, yeah. tall coach like Christoviak, the Utah yep, coach. It yep. was an odd sight on the sidelines. Speaking of on the sidelines, Patino goes back to the college sidelines, and he turned 68 this fall, he was fired by Louisville a couple years ago after the FBI's investigation into college basketball corruption. Patino will still finish coaching his pro team in Greece where he won the league title last year. And he's the coach of Greece's Olympic team. The Olympics are still on for Japan, by Isn't the way.
6: Is there like a five game suspension for Louisville still or no?
7: So, yeah, he he won. He is. But two, the NCAA hasn't even officially announced the punishment for Louisville. Correct. And obviously he is at the center of all of that. Yeah. And so, I mean, he could literally be facing a year suspension. I mean, they call it a show cause. I mean, he could be facing a multiple year show cause, and he might, you know, he might coach Iona this year, but there's no telling how long he'll be there Show wow. cause
12: meaning that could potentially negate the hire. Because That's what I mean, yeah. N- yeah, the NCAA, if somebody like the Cal coach, remember when Todd Bozeman was there and the problems yeah. when Jason Kidd was there, he got a show cause penalty. In other words, telling another school, if you hire this guy, you've got to show us what exact cause we could approve this thing what what has changed exactly because this guy was kicked out of college basketball essentially pistons forward christian wood has reportedly tested positive today for coronavirus the pistons say a player has been in self-isolation since wednesday night ap says he's feeling fine he played against utah last saturday night Wood averaged 19 points a game for detroit last month and was scoring 26 points a game this month until the NBA season was suspended. Utah says Rudy Gobert, the first NBA player to test positive for coronavirus, is donating $500,000 to the Employee Relief Fund, his, his team's arena, and also to social services. Cronky you've heard of Stan Kroenke, the yeah. Rams owner. His sports and entertainment group owns the Denver Nuggets and Colorado Avalanche. And the group says it will pay the Denver part-time and hourly employees impacted by cancellations due to the coronavirus for the next 30 days, and they're calling on their local vendors and partners to do the same. The teams that play at Staples Center in L.A. will create a fund to assist the more than 2,800 hourly employees who work there. The Bulls and Blackhawks are teaming with their arena to pay about 1,200 day-of-game staff through the end of this season. And the company that owns the Buffalo Sabres will reimburse game-day employees for lost wages. I take that to mean if games are not made up. The the, Pakulas. That's correct. It's their company. Uh, The NHL still believes its games will resume at some point. We'll see about the NBA. Yesterday, next month's Masters Golf Tournament was postponed. An XFL player for Seattle tested positive for coronavirus yesterday. He reported his symptoms on Tuesday. He's been quarantined. ECHL, minor league hockey, canceled the rest of the season. But the UFC is adamant that it will continue to hold its fight cards They're just running out of places to hold them. They had, without fans, a fight night card in Brazil tonight, 12 bouts. They Hmm. were planning a full card next weekend with fans in London. That is now out. Even the U.K. government was set to introduce some new uh, laws banning the mass gatherings there. By the way, as far as mass gatherings... Uh, among the many countries' news items, I saw that uh, not only South Beach was closed, so hundreds of college spring breakers. Oh, so it was. Breakers, I was right about yeah, that. Huh? They were told to get off the beach today. But also the news in uh, France was that starting tomorrow, they're shutting down all restaurants, all cafes, and all cinemas. Wow. I mean, what is France known for but restaurants, cafes, and cinemas? Wow. But they got to combat the, and cheese too. the spread. <laughs> they have... More than 4,500 cases confirmed in France Bad hats. as of today. Oh. For the U.S., it's about half that. It's 2,100 and counting. The U.S. has seen 60 deaths. Back to you.
6: All right. Thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part while well, that's figuring out which way is easier? Ask Arnie and Annie, uh, Aaron anything. Anthony wants to know from you, Aaron. Poll among listeners says Spaniards still more unliked and despised than Rudy Gobert. Is that right, Torres, or what? Uh, 100% accurate, yes.
7: Um, <laughs> Arnie has the approval rating of... Um, I don't even know.
6: 3% and, and, and Rudy's at 4%, I think, right now. Yes. Uh, Andrew says if the Lakers and Genie Bus ban is still in effect to prevent Stink and Genius from coming to L.A. to celebrate the championship parade later this year. um, No, I'm not banned. But two, doesn't this help the Lakers that they get, let's just say, a month off because of their age and LeBron getting rest? This is... Playing right into the Lakers' hands, is it not, or what? That's a
7: great point. I mean, the Clippers have been using load management all year. Yeah, well,
6: it plays it to them too. Also, with with Kawhi. Well, no, I mean, you know, they probably need
7: this time to get back in shape. By the way, can I ask this? Yeah. One of our other listeners chimed in. He said, "Stinking genius and Aaron Torres over here stealing Ben Maller's bit. Oh, what? Ask Ben, I guess. I don't know what. What are we oh, stealing? Because
6: from- Ben's doing when it takes calls or or, or 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 tweets, right?
7: Yes. Uh By the way, I did have a question that came in through the DM. Do you have a second to answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. We were talking about um, athletes getting a fifth year of eligibility earlier in the show, right? And um, we were talking about you know uh, football player or excuse me, basketball players, their season almost being done. How about Laura chimed in from Iowa? She sent because she Ooh. tried to call and she couldn't get in. She said, what about Division I men's wrestlers? They had already qualified for nationals. Her Iowa Hawkeyes were number one ranked in the country. In an individual sport like wrestling, she believes they should be awarded another year. Spencer Lee is a two-time national champion and had a chance to win a third in a row. If he loses a year of eligibility, uh, he won't even he won't have a chance to be a four-time champ because I guess he's only a junior this year. Uh, so, what do you think about, um, you know, you said you were not in favor of basketball. Right. But do you feel like in an individual sport or a sport where we knew what it was going to be and it was just a
6: matter of putting the dotting the T's and crossing the I's? I don't think it makes a difference to me with individual or for team. It only makes a difference if they played the season. Now, when did you say the rest? I, I don't know. When, well, it was
7: about to start. They were already in the oh, finals. Oh, so they have,
6: Okay. Well, wait a minute! They were going to the finals, or the season was about to start. You got me. No, they now. they
7: were going. They were in the finals. Like they were in the final rounds of the entire season.
6: Okay, so he's played most of the season. He got most of his season in. But he but he can't he's, say he's a it's, national so it's like champion, what, though. Right, I understand. So it's just like uh, college basketball. Played most of the season. And they just didn't get the NCAA tournament, right?
7: Yeah, I guess my counter would be, yeah. you know, this is guy is apparently a two-time national champion, has a chance to be a four-time national champion by the time his career is done, but obviously one year is being taken away. I mean, in that case, you have a kid that's going for literally, I guess, immortality uh, in his particular sport being taken away from him, you know what I mean? Right,
6: and there's and there's no wrestling afterwards, right? There's no professional yeah. wrestling league that he can go to unless he wants to go to WWE or, or something to that effect.
7: Yeah, I don't think that's the same as what he's doing at Iowa, so. Well, it's money. Cronk could do it. He could do it. Two-time national champion um, at the 125-pound weight division. So, shout out to Spencer Lee in
6: Iowa. Yeah, you don't think about that. You know, you, you think about the baseball. Um, you think about the lacrosse people um, and stuff like that. I I'm not for giving the college basketball players a whole nother year. Most of them got their season in. They were down to maybe their last game or two. Some even got their conference tournaments in. I know it sucks, and yeah. um, you would love to see what Dayton was going to do in San Diego State, but it's too little, too late by by next year.
7: Yeah, my whole thing is, I you know you feel. I mean, I really do feel awful. Did I? I don't know if I told you, but I was talking to somebody uh, who played on Wednesday night. I was talking to a coach whose team played on Wednesday night, and he said. It's so surreal. It's only Saturday. Their conference championship was today, and he said what they had to do was they sent their kids home cuz the campus is closed. Right. And they um they and so and all of their classes for the rest of the semester are online. And so what he told me was he goes, "We thought tonight we're playing for a national or for a conference championship, and we literally might never see our seniors again cuz they might not ever come back to campus because they they're home, they're taking online classes, they graduate and move on." So it's just insane how quickly this thing escalated. I guess my thing with with giving extra eligibility is even if you do, there's no you can't replicate what happened this season. Even if uh Seton Hall has one of the best seniors in the country, Miles Powell, even if he decided to come back, which I don't think he will because he'll get right. drafted, you can't replicate this season. There's no guarantee that you're gonna be as good next season. So You know, probably yesterday I was probably more in favor of giving out that extra year. Now I'm not really sure how I feel about it.
6: We'll come back. We'll finish up the tweets. Got a last story to get to that Torres wanted to touch on. All that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. This segment brought to you by GEICO. Once again, you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at genius. one Um, Quick show today. Quick show, it just flew on by. Who needs sports, right, Torres?
7: Yeah, I also it it did go by quick. We did have a lot to talk about. I also want to congratulate you, as Frank brings up. Uh, this is the first time in years that we had a Saturday night without Arnie's Arizona Wildcats not losing a game. So, congratulations. wow,
6: there was no doubt in my mind we were going to win the Pac-12 tournament.
7: You think so, huh? And, after and after go you on just to lost the
6: NCAA tournament, after
7: you just lost what four of
6: your last five? All yeah, that. So what? Prove yeah. me wrong. Prove me wrong, Torres. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a little hard (laughs) Um, something that you wanted to bring up. And this is getting a lot of uh, interest around the country. Two brothers in Tennessee are going viral online after taking heat after they stocked up on hand sanitizer to make a profit over three days. The two traveled 1300 miles and filled up their truck with thousands of bottles of the hand sanitizer. Um, Then they went home and posted 300 bottles that immediately sold between the ranges of $8 and $70. But Amazon removed their thousands of listings the next day um, because they're saying that's price gouging. They now have 17,000 bottles and nowhere to sell them or to do anything with them.
7: Yeah, I, I fluctuate between thinking it's a really good business move and just being a real jerk. Um, and I think most people just think these guys are real jerks, but I mean, doesn't this happen all the time? Like with our government, like, you know, the, the, you know, uh, gas shortage comes up. So they, they jack up the price of gas, you know? So to me, it just, it felt like a smart business move that backfired because Amazon got a, a hold of it. And now they're like the, you know, the bad guys of the internet. I don't know. Like, like everyone was like, Oh, those are the biggest jerks I've ever seen. I feel like it's kind of smart, and it just backfired. But I'm a jerk, too, bro. Look, you
6: want to make money, that's fine. But to make money off water or hand sanitizer or Kleenex wipes or any of that stuff, come on, you're going too far in a desperate time. You want to make money off stocks. As Clay said, you want to reinvest in the market and stuff like that. Knock yourself out. But 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer that's obscene! What's wrong with people? That's that's crazy, Torres.
7: So when you were living through the um, through uh, prohibition, did you was was alcohol not jacked up? Was the price not jacked up? Were people not taking advantage of that?
6: I have to go back and look at that. You know, yeah, you got
7: to call your friends, your all your yeah. all your buddies. Okay,
6: yeah, I have to do that. You know, my driver's license was first on tablet, so I went oh, okay,
7: <laughs> it was chiseled into rock I in a to, cave. I,
6: I, I took that from my millennial. He uses that joke all the time. Wow, Um, is
7: that one of his bad bits, too? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm just crushing this poor kid. Wait till you get in the office Monday. Oh, my goodness.
6: Uh, Bubba says, guys, have a good week and be careful. Thanks for being on air to give us a break. Martial law coming, guys. Be ready. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, Torres. I I don't know if that's going to happen.
7: My neighbor actually texted me that today. He said, you know, he's like, we got to be careful. The streets are going to be crazy. I'm like... We're, I think we're like a few weeks away from like having to worry about like rioting in the streets. but uh,
6: what are you gonna do this week um, to take your mind off sports? Or are you still gonna go ahead and, you know, look at Twitter to see what sports news is going on out there?
7: Because I'm a writer, I actually have a few writing assignments, uh, kind of just the stuff that I would normally do after college basketball season oh. in April. I'll be doing it in the middle of March. Uh, so like I said, I don't know that this is really gonna hit me until maybe Thursday or Friday. Uh, but after that, I don't know. Are you going to ne- do an article on, like, oh, and the winner was? No, I'm not going to do that. I did have somebody suggest that on my podcast I take Joe Lenardi's last bracket or Mike deCourcy or whoever and just play it out. Like, oh, you know, the nine you seed. Mean like, like was God, it, uh, Yeah, like you, Ill- yeah. No, not not just like talk it out. Like, oh, Illinois oh. was playing Arizona in the first round. Who do I like? Oh, they play the, the number one seed, Gonzaga. Who do I like? Et cetera, et cetera.
6: All right, thanks to Laker, Don, our technical director, of course, Eric Roberts, our producer, Sega on the updates, um, my partner, Aaron Torres. Uh, and thanks to you guys. I know it's a tough couple of days, um, and it may be a tough uh, couple of weeks. We're here for you. Torres and I, always on Saturday night. Chris Plank and I, always on Sunday night at the same time. 8 p. to 11 p. Pacific, 11 p. to 2 a. Eastern. Um, and you'll hear us tomorrow. Be safe out there. Fox Sports Radio.